Okay, so I'm going to call this meter to order. Um, we only have a couple of agenda items, but they're long ones. <laughs> um, do you want us to just jump into the SPC bylaw stuff, or did you want to talk about town meeting first? What would well, you like to do? Town meeting and put it in context there, and okay. then uh, it won't take long. And, and then we can switch to those those two articles, right? That are that's deep. perfect. And before you start, I'm just remembering I forgot to tell Amanda to say that she's participating remotely. So maybe we can get Amanda to do that. Amanda Hall participating remotely. Now we can circle back. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I may have to do the same thing because I think the school building bylaw committee is technically in session as well. So I'll say Sarah Lemke participating remotely for the school building bylaw committee. Thanks, Sarah. Well, hello. <laughs> so good evening. Uh, honored to be here as always with the Warren Committee with the SBC bylaw review committee. I was thinking today, I was feeling a little bit of pride of parenthood as the appointing authority of both the Warren Committee and of the school building. Not quite being a mom or dad, but you know, an important figure in the lives of these two bodies. So I'm here mostly tonight to talk about uh, coming attractions for next uh, Monday. Uh, we have a very modest and, and manageable agenda, I think. And so I'll talk a little bit about how I intend to kind of go through that. So that's what I see in my guidance and my rulings uh, for that. Before I do that, I just wanted to uh, you know, really express my appreciation to the Warren Committee for the work it has undertaken. We're already into a, another year for this year's warrant and budget. Uh, but this is since this is really the first time I've seen the committee since the fall. You know, I want to thank you again on behalf of the town for all of what you did in 2021. It was a very challenging year uh, for us, but uh, the warrant committee uh, really stepped up. Excellent, diligent, thoughtful, collaborative, business-like. So uh, it was extraordinary effort for the, for the town and during a challenging year. So I really appreciate that. And I wanted to acknowledge and particularly thank uh, Sharon uh, tonight, uh, you know, a special wave of appreciation and respect for uh, the leadership from uh, of last year and over the last uh, three years and your service over these number of years. So um, really tremendous. And, and uh, so that's a Hopefully, on behalf of the town, to the extent I have that authority to be able to uh, express that, certainly on, on my own behalf, though, I, I, I really appreciate that. And so, so thank you for that. And Shannon will be chairing for the, thank you. We'll be chairing through the, the Warren Committee through the town meeting and we'll be passing the gavel to Jeremy. Um, and we have a peaceful transfer of power here. <laughs> In fact, the gavel is only figurative. You heard me talk about that at town meeting. We don't actually use a gavel so far in town. At least I don't at town meeting, and I don't think Jeremy has one. So, um, but he will be the next chair, and happily, uh, Sharon will continue in the Warren Committee. The town will continue to benefit from her expertise and experience and knowledge uh, around the budget and other things. And so, thanks, and all also to all the rest and. Uh, welcome to Matt that we came up in the elevator together. So we're going to throw him right into the fire here. <laughs> and then I also want to, while handing out kudos, express my really sincere appreciation for the SBC Bylaw Review Committee. So this group that is uh, behind me in, in part, uh, but, you know, obviously Sarah and Cynthia and Russ and Carolyn, uh, Bob and Tom, who are not here, Sarah is with us. Here, so I mean, I, I really have to say when I when I when I was thinking about what I would say there was, uh, and this is a group who really answered the call um, to undertake you know a, a challenging and uh, uh, 
and, and somewhat kind of a complex kind of a task, but to do it in a in a compressed time uh, frame. And when I set about to, to make these appointments, uh, I actually thought very carefully about this. I met a lot of people. I talked to a lot of, of individuals and it was very, very important to me. I needed a group to appoint who would bring not only their talent and their experience and their insights in this compressed process of drafting a bylaw amendment, but really what I really felt like I needed to bring together was a group of individuals who had credibility. And uh, that's because uh, in establishing trust, uh, I, I actually think the credibility is right at the, at the core of that. Uh, you know, it's in the, it's in the trust equation uh, numerator, you know, credibility and the reliability for, for and so, so uh, instantly by virtue of the background and the talents and the experiences and what this group has done for the town over time, um, and I think that they brought that credibility. The other thing they brought that is really important in trust is, you know, if, if uh, credibility is part of the numerator, the denominator is self-orientation, you know, and uh, so uh, with a lower self-orientation, you can be more trusted in this particular group set about to do their work in a kind of a, in a business-like fashion. And um, I wanted to establish this trust partially because, uh, you know, big picture, you know, uh, going back in, in just a little bit in the context of 2021, you know, it's, what was it, Vince Lombardi said, you know, you get knocked down in life is, you know, kind of a part of it, but it's all about getting back up. And that's, and that, that's the test of character of an individual. I think we all know that because life is, has, has knocked us all down once or twice. And it's really about, but, but it's also the, about the character of a community. And that's what I think this year, 2022, you know, is is is, part, is is about our capacity to be able to demonstrate that. And so starting that off really with this pro process again of uh, beginning with the bylaw, uh, you know, it was real important for, for me to, uh, you know, to, to find people who understood that, you know, that was really the kind of the thing, you know, establishing trust as a community and then, you know, going forward, getting up, uh, you know, looking to the future and, and, and addressing what we need to address. So, uh, plus, I also believe there's a reason why they make the windshield bigger than the rearview mirror, right? So here we go, and you know we we we're on to these issues. So that's that's it. So thank you guys for all of, of your work and, and really extraordinary time commitments uh, uh, across the fall and then this spring. A very orderly process from what I was able to you know to to, to pay attention to, which is the, the one of the ironies of the new world is uh, you know you can actually I'm closer to the Warren Committee deliberations than I ever was you know, in the historical past when I would go back in time when it was just a meeting and, you know, you uh, can walk around town and listen or listen to the tape. So it's been, that, that's been very helpful. The same thing goes to the school building committee. So let's talk about the uh, town meeting on Monday night. So as you know, including the free cash um, uh, article, there are uh, 22 articles. And uh, so here's what I, I intend to do. We're not gonna have a consent calendar. Uh, but what we are going to do is we are going to take uh, articles one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, and 13. I'll tell you what those articles are, and, and some of you will be responsible for giving the uh, report, uh, the motion, making the motion, and the report. So one is the annual town reports. Um, Sharon, I guess you will be... Um, Making a motion on that. Number two is perpetual <laughs> trust funds. And Matt, you'll be making the, the motion and providing the, the very brief report on that. Number three is to set the expenditure limits on our revolving funds. Um, and I have Steve 
who will be making that motion and providing that report. Number four is the, you know, the, is the, uh, the public ed educational and governmental access and cable related funds transfer that we, that we do. And Jillian uh, will be making that motion and, and uh, that report. Um, these are all, we are recommending passage in all these. So um, it will be a positive motion uh, being made by the Warren Committee in all of these. Um, number five is the salary and compensation of elected town officers. And Amanda will um, make that motion and report. I get to make my usual joke about uh, the town getting what it pays for or whatever. So something, I'll come up with something <laughs> clever this year. And number six uh, is the personal administration plan. And Jeremy, um, you're going to be providing that motion and a report. And, and if we, if, if anybody from the personnel board, uh, Christine, I think we, we determined that we don't need actually. No, I think anymore. Jeremy's going to speak. Yeah, okay, so you make that. Okay. Um, number eight is the, the just the transfer of the, the money. Uh, Ed, you're going to be making a motion on that. That's had to do with the reimbursements for the Dale Street feasibility study. And number 13 is to pay the prior year tax bill. Uh, we need a four-fifths vote for that, and Steve will be making that motion and providing that report. So we will knock off those eight articles, hopefully in a matter of minutes, you know, at the start of the meeting. And then uh, my thinking would be that we would then put into the lottery um, the following articles. Article seven will be in the lottery by itself. That's the operating budget. So when that is, when that is called, Sharon, I'll do the uh, we'll do the read and the holds. Mm -hmm. you, you kind of make the motion and make sure I include everything. And when we get to the end of it, that we do the final motion that actually approves <laughs> it if there's if there's any changes. But um, so that would be um, the operating budget on a read and hold basis. And Sharon will be um, making the motion and and, and the reports. And then nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, which are the ones that are all. Um, uh, sponsored by capital budget or have to do with uh, capital stabilization fund uh, matters. I'm going to link them all together. So we'll do them all at the same time. So um, Ed, you have number nine, uh, which is the municipal building uh, capitalization fund that takes a two thirds vote. And then Sharon, uh, you would have 10 and 11 uh, having to do with the, the transfer and um, and then Bob, you have 12, which is the uh, water enterprise fund and this transfer to sewer enterprise fund. So again, I think it makes sense to do those four together whenever they are called, uh, which brings me to, um, I'm gonna skip over articles 14 and 20, which we're here to talk about tonight, but to go to article 15, which is the article in which Ed will provide the motion and the report having to do with the change of the name of the board of selectmen to the, to the select board. So that will, that will be pulled by lottery. Number 16 and 17 will be pulled by lottery, but linked together. Those are the uh, land use planning, our planning board uh, issues having to do with the table of use regulations and the, the zoning bylaws, the zoning map. And I have Christine on both of those. And in terms of making the motion, the report, and, um, and they both require a two thirds vote. And then uh, standing individually in the lottery will be 18, uh, which is the school building uh, committee uh, paying the cost of the feasibility study. I have Jillian as making that uh, motion and providing a report on that. Um, 
number 19, Amanda will address the, uh, this is the transfer funds for the open space and recreation plan. And number 21 will be the replacement portion of the, the roof and challenge. So that will be, take us, if we do those, they'll come up by lottery. We'll do them as they come up. As I said, we'll, we'll link the ones having to do with the capitalization budget. We'll link the ones having to do with the, um, the zoning. And uh, I think that what my, my, my guidance is gonna be is that we would try to do all of those. To me, honestly, that's, that's not a, a heavy lift in terms of being able to get that unless I'm missing something that I have in the past. Uh, missed a couple of things where it was actually, uh, but, but I think it's, it's pretty straightforward, which would allow us then to leave the topic of tonight's meeting to be discussed and debated and deliberated if necessary with knowing that we have whatever time we have left for the meeting to be able to do it. So I'm gonna hold uh, articles 14 and 20 until after we've gone through the, um, the what I'm calling the regular town business and the ones that I just described by lottery. And then we will have uh, you know that discussion. That's obviously coming into tonight's discussion, knowing what I know about the situation as it is. But I think it, we don't wanna be we don't want to be uh, in a situation where we have a protracted discussion, which I think may be merited. It's fine for the time to have, but to have it while there are still other agenda items out there that uh, we could lose our quorum or uh, certainly lose the interest, uh, you know, of folks. So I'd rather I'd rather move through our our business um, and then get to those. So that's that's kind of how I'm thinking of the meeting as as uh, unfolding. Questions? Any any questions about about the meeting? Thoughts? More than that, that's Makes sense. that's all good. Mm -hmm. So I'll leave us to talk about it. Article fourteen and twenty, right? Is that the? 14, that? Yes, we'll do fourteen and twenty. Um, to clarify, I thought that the hospital committee was coming in at eight and then giving us a half an hour presentation. In light of our um, agenda, they're gonna come in after their meeting and just chat with us rather than us having to fit in something at a very specific time. So, um, so in the interest of that, um, so I'm just- yeah. One question, on the, um, just watching this, the uh, select board meeting, or select board meeting. Mm -hmm. Meeting, they brought up the, the, the issue of uh, the question on Article 14 that they were, they were going to vote after the school committee. Voted. No, that was um, not Article 14. 18. That was the eight for 18. Yeah. Oh, they, have, they haven't okay. voted on 18 yet because um, I think the school committee is meeting on Friday. Is that right, Jess? Yep. And yeah. it's not in existence. It's, it, just, it's just a formality. Gus, we voted. Right. I just but our, our caveat of our vote was we assumed that the school committee and the select board were going to ask for it. The, um, the select board did not feel comfortable making that assumption and wanted. So are they just going to meet right before town meeting? Is yes, that what the select board worked good? Right. But like, mm -hmm. like if you're meeting on Friday, the select board's going to take their vote on that probably right before town meeting. Right. So we'll meet it. Uh, give everybody the agenda out today that we'll meet at nine o'clock. We'll discuss it. We'll vote or not vote. Mm -hmm on it and then given the outcome of that um the select board will take it up at their meeting on monday prior to the town meeting yes christine by that statement that everybody is scheduled for six does that include our board okay 
sorry. No, we're just going to be totally meant, trying to figure out. I think it's usually, usually the school committee, the warrant committee, and the select board all get separate sections of the library. Yeah, I meant the usual section. If you need a meeting, you should post it and arrange it for a location. The pre-town meeting meetings are subject to open meetings. Christine, depending on what we have this conversation tonight, we may do that. I think Christine's already posted. She did post it. Wow. Monday night. No location. Library. They're usually all in the library. We'll find you. We'll find you. Grab a table. We'll grab a table. Okay. Um. So. Um, okay, so I guess, so I think we'll talk about um, 14, and, and it does eventually mix with um, 20. And I, I just want to preface this with, I think you guys all did a great job, and you spent so much time on this committee, and you're all super, like, I just remember sitting in my kitchen, my husband reading me the list of who Scott had appointed, and I'm like, well, that's the who's who of Medfield, so they're going to do an awesome job. So um, anything that um, might come out of my mouth that might perceive to be negative, it is not negative towards any of you. I, I thoroughly agree in everything that the purpose of this, and I agree in a tremendous amount of the purposes of this. So um, just watching what Gus had said at the last two meetings, I'm probably going to repeat some things that Gus said, which is actually a little bit bizarre, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I do think that Gus is coming after his other meetings. So I don't want to um, put any words in his mouth because I'm sure he'll show up while we're still talking about it. So, no need um, either. Hmm? No, need either. <laughs> no, I think he's already said his opinions. Um, and so, I know that uh, we all have questions. I do know that Steve had already put together some questions and emailed to you guys in advance. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe if we go through Steve's questions that might answer most of can, everyone's can, questions. Can I just give a quick overview? Before, Love to. Before you do that, just let me just say it. Had there been more time, we definitely would have come to your committee and talked before voting on the select. Can I ask you to? Oh. I forgot our, our owl chair rule for so the I, folks yeah. at home, if you don't mind. <laughs> Should I say my name? Sure, yes. Carolyn Casey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to say that, you know, we just want a, a short time window, but, you know, we would have come and talked with you before the vote. It just wasn't time to fit all three in. So um, just to give sort of an overview, I know a lot of people are thinking that that we need a school building committee bylaw because of what we've just been through as a town. But honestly, I've been in town 30 years and in the 90s, this was an issue putting together a school building committee. So it's been a long time in terms of trying to figure out how to do this smoothly. And one of the things we started with is we wanted a committee that represented as many parts of the town as we could get, right? We want everyone to feel comfortable as a committee, have buy-in, have a voice in it as much as we could. And we wanted it to be able to function in a way that would be um, totally transparent and have people bringing different backgrounds into the discussion. And our first thought about how to do that was instead of having one appointing authority was to have three. 
So we went with the school committee, the moderator, and the select board. And we wanted it to be fair and equal. So we gave each of them four members, which made a 12-member committee. All of those people would be able to vote. That's the voting part of the committee. We discussed bigger committees. We discussed smaller committees. And we ended up with 12. It seemed like a number that got us enough people on it to, again, hit that goal of many pieces of our community. Um, so for the school committee piece, we had two school committee members. We didn't want their terms to be up at the same time because school building project often goes beyond three years. And then two additional members. It would be great if they had some experience in education. Then we had the moderator appointing four members. And we thought it was important that we had a planning board uh, member and a warrant committee member. Um, we left it for up like the warrant committee would choose who wanted to be on it and the planning board would choose. We gave one to the moderator and one to the select board. Other than that, we were really trying to just say, use your judgment, uh, bring in some people with expertise. I listened to the last two selectmen's meeting and Gus has talked a lot about feeling like we were telling him who to choose. And that's actually not the wording if you read it. It says to select people with pertinent experience and, and experience in pertinent areas. Then it says such as, which means, for example, so all we were doing is listing examples of what makes sense. Architect, somebody with construction, building, green energy. Uh, so there's a lot of leeway there in terms of choosing people who bring expertise. And if a school building project has something very special about it, and we, we didn't think uh, in this year to list it, but in 2030 or whatever, then that is there, it's pertinent experience. So then you could add that person in. Um, we had requests uh, for people who were uh, sent in emails uh, and questions for us about um, somebody, uh, a senior citizen. And I will tell you that we spent a long time trying <laughs> to find, how do you define that? Um, we first went with age 55 and then we got feedback that that's not really a senior citizen. So then we bumped that up. Um, and I know many people have mentioned that it seems like ageism when you say someone over 65. And there might be a better way to sort of reach that niche of the community. Mm -hmm. But that was the point of that was to try to bring in somebody in the community with that perspective. Um, so that's where- Carolyn, can I, can I jump in on that yes. one point? Um, I think on that in particular, one of the concerns I think a number of us had was that the senior citizens in town feel that just because they don't have school-aged children doesn't mean they don't participate in the economics of these decisions and that often are sort of not represented by the people who are focused on you know people who have school-aged children so it was a segment of the population we were afraid might not be reached by the other representatives who were more focused on having school-aged children or having a vested interest uh, or a current interest in the education system so, you know, I, I thought when I saw Stephen's questions that that was really one of the important points was to make sure that that 
perspective was covered because they are taxpayers, notwithstanding having theoretically not kids in the school right now. Could I also add one? Of course, yes, definitely. And the reason we picked 65 after going back and forth and all kinds of thought, that's the age that people typically retire, start retiring. And so we figured that was the, the group that we really wanted to hit, not necessarily just people without children in school, but the retired community and representing them. And that's why we picked the number 65 in particular. Yeah, I think we were focused on people whose incomes were going to start becoming fixed and you know, theoretically reduced and therefore might have particular concerns about the cost of these projects. I thoroughly get all of that. Is it okay to interrupt you or do you have? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any objections to just changing 65 to someone appointed by the council on aging? So here, here's a hard part about tonight is that um, we will take any suggestions. I guess now we'll be meeting before town meeting. Um, but I don't, I don't want to make decisions. No, I'm not asking you to make a decision. I'm just asking right. your, your straight opinion. And it, yeah. and it, so it can just be we, your opinion. I'm we just, actually talked about did that. Did you talk about that? The problem is, is that not all uh, residents who are 65 and older are connected to the council on aging. Right. So there was that little piece of, would they be able to reach out to anybody or would it just be reached out to those who are connecting with the council on aging who are you know oh. participating in their programs and their information and that kind of thing so again it was trying to determine how do you reach out now yeah. i would assume that the, the moderator could call the council on aging right and say we're going to be looking for someone please tell all your your members yeah right but then at the same time you want to reach all those members who are partaking of anything the council agent does. Actually, Carolyn, I think that's a... Sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that theme um, covers a lot of the discussions that we had, and it's just worth mentioning. There were a number of cases where we thought someone might be chosen by the appointing authority, but we didn't want to dictate that they had to be chosen that way. So I know there was also a question raised by uh, Stephen and, and others about why we didn't include a member of the permanent building committee. We absolutely are not barring, suggesting that a permanent building committee member shouldn't participate. We just weren't saying that you have to choose one. And we expect that some people will think there's value in appointing someone from the permanent building committee or that, you know, the moderator would consult the Council on Aging, we just didn't make it a requirement in their choice. So I thought that actually gave more flexibility to the appointing authorities. Um, I know Gus's take was a little different, but I, I think part of our idea was, of course, these people will consult all of the people in town with expertise in these issues and making their appointments, but we don't need to be quite so prescriptive in how they pick their appointment. So, From my own perspective, the Again, I, and I just echo what Sharon you know, said, when I saw the committee and I've, I've listened in on the meetings and uh, it really is a, a great group. Uh, you know, so I uh, commend you for that. Um, one of the things that comes through is, is in, in trying not to, to be specific, it seems to be very specific. I hate to use that old word, but they, you know, the, yeah. the, the camel is the horse developed by a committee, right? And I think we, we get a little bit of that. Mark? 
So I apologize for anyone that's heard this rap before, but I gave it a selection last night, but I think it's important in this discussion, particularly that you understand the context, which is that if you're going to, or even potentially going to uh, work with MSBA, they have regulations. Their regulation requires that the town set up a specific project specific school building committee. And they have a bunch of criteria for who serves or who should serve, which is pretty diverse. If you have a bylaw such as this in place already, they will consider whether that complies. And again, as an aside, what happened with the prior school project that failed last fall was that our permanent building planning building committee, several of the members who had experience with MSBA recognized up front that that committee was not going in its composition, was not going to satisfy MSBA's requirements and they therefore needed to set up a new building committee. So it was done on an ad hoc basis. So you can do it this way, that's fine. Uh, but ultimately MSBA has a final say which is why the saving language that I recommended in here, because they, for instance, uh, recommend uh, local select board members beyond that committee. And you have, you have an exclusion initially. And so therefore the saving language, it says, but if in order to qualify for MSBA or something or other, that exclusion drops out. So they have the final say, they'll review your committee and determine how closely that satisfies their requirements and if they feel the need to make their own determination, they will. Mm -hmm. They don't care so much how they get selected or uh, whether they're voting or non-voting. They just care about the composition. And that's what's spelled out in the regulation. So Mark, you, you've actually reviewed the current draft and yes. does that change? I, 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 I had some back, I had multiple back and forths with representatives of the Committee as they were working. So, as, it, as the draft stands now, you're comfortable that it would meet MSBA requirements? That it's, it's that the flexibility is there that we're not going to get excluded. Okay. It and also has to pass possibly the Attorney General's office uh, as a regulation on its face. It seems to be okay as far as that goes. Right. Well, Mark, on the, uh, on the question of the uh, 65 and older, you're comfortable with that wording. Yeah, yeah, usually the law is when you exclude somebody as opposed to a preference. I'd like to comment on that though. And again, I, I echo what Sharon said in the beginning. We've done a tremendous amount of work in a very short period of time. And I think it's terrific. But I, I do have an, an issue with that over 65, or even if it was the Council on Aging. I think you're selecting one demographic to the exclusion of many other demographics you have. And I don't think that's correct. I think the, the purpose of the committee is to arrive at a building that makes sense for the community. And as you alluded to, you, you kind of thought that they, you want the over 65 to represent those people who are on fixed income and have uh, perhaps a uh, cost means more to them. Well, cost can mean just as much or more to someone 20 to 30 as over 65. I mean, if you're going to start to select a particular demographic, I think you have to select a whole bunch 
I think yeah, you can't. Can I, I, I think you can't do that, and I know you can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So I, I would. I but if I could just issue. justify that on behalf of the committee, and that is the other significance is that's a significant voting block, and we've had a history in this town. In fact, it's not hypothetical, but that voting block uh, basically uh, vetoed a school project that had passed town meeting because they felt they, that their needs were not being met. So to have a representative as part of the process makes a lot of sense because they're voting people and this will ultimately have to clear town meeting, perhaps on multiple occasions and certainly ultimately for the borrowing authority. But isn't that what the public hearings are for? For everyone to express their opinion? I mean, that's why we have multiple, now that we'll have multiple, certainly for site and location and mm -hmm. multiple others, if there's public hearings and there's minutes to every meeting, then there'll be ample opportunity, I would think, for all groups, everybody. There is, when you have public hearings, you do get more voices and we really want it to be as open and it can be and get input. But there's a difference for someone who's on the committee and who's there every week and then being part of the process and understanding the decisions that were made and sharing that with their peers than just being in a public meeting and speaking. Yeah, and I, think, yeah, I think Mike, what you're saying is one group is more important than the other. Because if the, if, if the over 65 is a voting block, then uh, there are probably other blocks as well. I mean, it's, it's one in particular, one which, one, which one is more important than what, the other. The, the, it's a fact of life, the way gov, municipal government is set up right now, that you have the town meeting and, it's, and, and almost always you're going to have the debt exclusion override vote. And uh, it, they have a significant part of role to play and they've got to be on board. And this, this is a mechanism. And I'm, I'm just saying this is a sound basis to my way of thinking not just legally and theoretically, but practically knowing what happened here. It's again, the $60 million for three schools, a project overwhelmingly passed town meeting and then it failed at the ballot. So, uh, and they had, so they the had question, to go back to the drawing board. So the question I have is, and, then, and it's really just kind of a conversation, okay, that um, as you proceed and look for the, you know, so you're the wisdom of the three different groups of making a selection, you know, the, the, the moderator, the select board, and the school committee. Um, you know, and, and the explanation of the uh, school building committee being put together in a more, uh, in a quicker manner in the past, in that, in that experience there. This is to preclude that, right? This is to preclude it just being a Oh my goodness, we got to get this in conformity with MSBA and, and other things. I think the question that came up in the select meeting, and I think I'm, I'm just surprised to share, and I agreed with more than I thought I would, that um, I had in the past, certainly, um, is the judgment of the selection, whether it's the moderator, whether it's the select board, whether it's the school committee, um, is to make sure that those all those constituencies are considered without making it the, the legal restriction. And I, and I would say on the other hand, I was very much troubled by the fact that the, um, that, that, that there's an election to include, or there's an opportunity to include the permanent building committee 
because I see that when you talk about being divisive, that to me seems like we're separating school and town at, at a very much of the time we don't want to. And you know, from my experience with the last school project, the fast center and all that that, that got thrown in somewhat, you know, people saying, you know, it just came in last minute, including the strategy that the, that the permanent building committee is supposed to provide, or does provide actually, in terms of town-wide might preclude that. So that's again, well, it's a discussion. It's not yeah, an argument. So I wanna, I wanna say again, I know Sarah just said, <clears throat> but we were assuming that some of the appointing authorities would be asking people on the permanent building committee and one of their members or maybe two would wanna be part of this. We also were mindful though that you could possibly have two projects going on in town at the same time. You could have a school and you could have something else. And there's a lot of meetings that go into these committees and maybe one person doesn't have time to do both, right? So we thought that is a discussion that when you're looking for a school building, you go to the permanent building committee and you say, is there someone here who you know wants to be part of it? And also, we're not seeing this committee as working, you know, in their own little bubble, sure. right? They should be going to the to the select people at the school committee, the permanent building committee. They should be getting their information. Like they're not, they're made up of different people, and their focus is on school. But they should be doing all the legwork you do in order to make sure everybody in the town uh, they have the information they need, and they're all a part of it. That's that's what's going to make a committee successful, right? If you just say we're going to not talk to the permanent building committee or we're not going to talk to the finance people, and no, but I, I think in fairness, you know, in you, all the boards were spoken to in the last, and I think the bylaw yeah. issue that's being addressed here is to get them into that committee, so they're not in a bubble as such, right? But they are in a participatory, accountable. Group. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's, I, that's kind of where I make that. Decision. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. Um, uh, the other piece is that we had at least three uh, members, just not voting members. And we were clear about saying if you're an employee, then you're not voting because we just feel like that's a conflict with taxes and how you get paid. And uh, many people have mentioned that in. Um, the musical complaint, but um, <laughs> but that many people mentioned that the fact yeah. they're uncomfortable with when employees are voting on on this committee. So so uh, the superintendent, a principal, maybe more than one, depending on on projects, right? Mm -hmm. The town administrator um, and any designee that those people want to have would be part of the school building committee, but they would be non-voting. And I want to be clear, they're in every discussion. They advocate, sure. argue, whatever they want, bring in their, their papers, their people, whatever. But when it comes to voting moments, then they are not voting. Ross, did you want to no, say I'm something? Also. Oh, you're also. Um, turn on You must have covered what he was. I can see did you guys discuss, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about what if the next school is a combined use building with park and rec? Like, how would that fit into this? Because- Well, that's why we figured if that seemed to be where we're going and definitely the appointing authorities would be choosing people from the permanent building committee. And there might be three members from the permanent building committee. Like, 
that's what you saw. It wasn't just for schools. If you think it's going to be something else, you would be trying to dovetail that as much as possible. Now, Russ wants to I don't think we've really addressed the mechanism of what would happen if that situation happened. An actual late introduction was Alice. Um, let the let's tree road. So we um, we thought about it in the context of uh, personnel uh, being overtaxed, maybe on having to serve on two committees uh, with all kinds of things going on. We hadn't really addressed, I think, the mechanism uh, of what would happen with the two boards, permanent building committee and school building committee. But as you say that, I guess I would have to assume or think that the two committees would have to have more interaction with each other throughout the process if a particular building was going to you know sort of house two different you know entities a, a, you know a municipal entity and then the school uh, you, it would seem to me that they would have to interact in order to build a building together well that, i mean that, that that's kind of strategic to a strategic role of the permanent building committee right. is yes. to prioritize. Yes. Well, and the reality is that the Dale project has been pushed off by the municipal building, by the by the you know by the uh, the work that was done in the uh, for the police and fire. So it, it has been pushed off, and it was part of that. And I think it's important. I, I, I know that this isn't done in a vacuum. Obviously, you know, and, and the and the town administrators involved, and the select boards involved. Again, I'm saying if we're trying to, um, you know, um, specify what that structure is, I think acknowledging that role, that inter that interrelationship, it's not, it can't possibly yeah. not be separate. You right. know, no. but the idea is, and, and MSBA requires a different board. You can't have the permanent building committee be responsible for your school buildings sure, construction. Sure, sure, sure. Now it does well and a, and a combined building wouldn't get done by the MSBA, I don't think. Uh, no. I'm right. not, I didn't follow that I, through. Yeah, I think yeah. so that's yeah. why you have to have two see we started also with two separate bylaws. We thought rather than try to edit, modify the yeah. permanent building yeah. committee bylaw, it would be easier. And we went through the whole down the road and we were ready to sign off on it. And I forget how it happened, but we just turned around and we said, you know what? Let's edit the, the permanent building uh, bylaw. Uh, because I think one of the reasons was even with two separate bylaws, we were still going to have to make some technical edits to the permanent building committee on taking things out. So rather than doing it that way, we decided to do it. But clearly, we need two different. Bylaw um, sections, sections of the bylaw. Yeah. Uh, for the you know for, for whether it's municipal or or thing. Um, yeah, so I'm actually I'm I'm not trying to rewrite this at all. I think you guys did a great job. I'm <laughs> no, just trying we to understand. understand. We understand and, 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 and what what contributed to it. And I know I know you've covered it all. And so the I'm reason we're here tonight yeah. is because we didn't have time. Yeah, no. Carolyn said, you know, to do that in. With the yeah. other boards in town yeah. and whoever else might have been involved interested i don't know who that and we did get some emails you know we got mm -hmm. people giving some feedback and mm -hmm. we read it all many times to try to incorporate it but yeah it was a tight 
schedule. No, no, you were really we were tight. Going, and we were going fast with it. Part so, of us said yeah. maybe we should just wait till a special town meeting. Yeah. You know, do we really I might have, have had that time? thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we so, decided that, yeah, no, let's, let's do happened, our best. And, and we think we can. What happens if it, we don't go forward at town meeting? What does it delay? Does it delay anything? Well, uh, it, no, I just I would say that uh, given that uh, well, can you still move forward with the well, given, that, given that both the school committee and the select board have voted to submit an SOI, uh, that we will hear back from the MSBA in December. Uh, it seems to me delaying this only delays the composition of this committee and the work that they might do before we hear back from that uh, MSBA. The MSBA does consider actions like this, you know, forming a school building committee, appointing the members. They consider that when they make a decision. So the more this committee can get together and start to work, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And delaying that probably doesn't help. Well, agree. well and, and so I guess part of, part of me is like, if we're going to have a special town meeting in a month, right. we're only delaying it a month. Yeah, you're into the summer, but then that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I guess my question, I, I totally get that. We did, we did talk about, you know, are we going too fast? You know, and should we wait for the June? I guess tonight I'd want to hear, like, what significantly would you, how significantly would you see it different to, to delay it? You know, that right. substantial there mm -hmm. to. To delay. I, I have some personal suggestions of what I would change that I think that would not need to be delayed because I, I think that some of the suggestions I would I would make I, I don't think really change it substantively so I'm happy to tell you what my ideas are yeah, and people can shoot me down or not if you want but hear what those are so um so one one of my thoughts was that I know that you did 12 um and I totally hear what you're saying that the the select board or the moderator, like somebody could pick someone on the permanent planning building committee. Um, I do feel strongly that it, if we're going to be specific in here about who's going to get picked, I do think that one should get added. So I actually would kind of argue to make it be 13, then you've got an odd number at make the have the board of selectmen do five and have one of them be someone on the permanent planning and building committee. Um, and then I would change, um, I do really have an ageism issue with 65. So I would, but I thoroughly understand where you were going. So I could live with um, someone selected by the Board of the Council on Aging, something like that, that makes your point. Because, um, you know, part of me is like, what if the absolute best person is 64? Are you not going to take them? You know, like, you know, and it's like, well, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, you're going to ask somebody to submit their birth certificate with it, and they're going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, so I don't know how else you say what you want to say without like putting an age in there. That's why I'm tossing the council on aging thing in there. Just, yeah. yeah. Easy idea around this. Yeah. Town moderator takes into account and the selection take into account all uh, demographics. demographics. Yeah. You know, that that is actually written within the bylaw instead of specifically, because at some point 
there may, I don't see this happening, but there may be a significantly larger population of, you know, young families or families in high school or mm -hmm. not even families, but single people. I mean, all these things. Kind, kind of like what Scott does for our committee without yes. having a bylaw that says that he does what he does. <laughs> so you just simply write it in as, you know, looking at yeah. and considering that way of leaving it to the best judgment of the person that we have elected to be uh, moderator. And I think that's kind of an important part of people choosing an elected, mm -hmm. so they're choosing and electing the judgment. Um, so that's kind of one thing. Mm -hmm. I would suggest the term of art you're using, consider all demographics designated. Okay. Because that's totally undefinable. Agreed. Uh, how are you going to say that, you know, the moderator has decided, has looked at all, and is he is he appointing somebody from this particular demographic and saying that? I, I wouldn't think of that. Thank you. So, I, I, think, um, I think I'd agree with what you're saying, Jess. I guess it's certainly better than what we have. I guess I could. Pass, pass on that <laughs> one, but um, I'm still a little. I have a couple more. Yeah. About having, you know, again, the purpose of the committee is to is to pick is to come up with a building that makes sense, and cost isn't the only element. I know it's a big part of it, yeah. but you just can't choose a demographic that you know is bent in one direction. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. So I would just worry, by the way, that people over 65 are opposed to yeah. school. No, like that's, right. I, I don't know. We have to. Right. But I think that's kind of what I heard. Right. With <laughs> the fixed income column. That's so, kind well, of or at least the, that's the voting block. I, I don't know whether the uh, Warren Committee had the benefit of reviewing the Mass School Building Authority regulation. I know that the committee did. Uh, but what you do is you submit the proposed bill, uh, school building committee to them for their review. Right. And they review and approve it. And the criteria, among the criteria that they review is the, ex and this I'm quoting, the extent to which there is representation of the municipal government, school district personnel with management, educational and maintenance expertise, representation of members of the local community with design and construction experience. Uh, so, they're looking for specific things right. there. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do at the local level, you need to ensure that you're addressing those things, or no matter what you do, you risk them rejecting your committee and telling you to go form a new committee. Yeah, agreed. And so um, I'll just run through my last couple ones. How's that? Um, so, so I increased the, the board of selectmen to five because I added one from the permanent planning and building committee. And then where it says that the three appointments will be residents with expertise in certain areas such as, I noticed that that language was almost taken word from word from the top. And so one thing I noticed that in article B where you pulled that language, it actually says should endeavor to. And so I would just suggest that instead of it saying will be, would put the should endeavor to, which is what was up top. Right. And then that just gives, I think that really where Gus was going, and again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, um, but at least what I was interpreting is that the will be makes it seem more obsolete than the 
such as, so maybe if you took the should endeavor two, which was in the first one and just made this mirror that exactly. Where's the should, should, should So if you go um, article B at, or I guess C, I'm sorry. C yes. at the top, it says among the members, the board of selection should endeavor to appoint. So if you just, and then you took all the rest of that sentence, if it just says three appointments should endeavor to be residents with expertise, it's just uses the same exact sentence as what's up top. Yeah, just make it be parallel. And then I feel like that gives, um, it takes that will be out that makes it feels like it has a little bit more um, to that. And then, um, and then if you change it to 13, you have to fuss with some of the numbers below. But, and I guess I have, I have a question because I did, and I don't think we talked about it yet. I'm curious why you specifically didn't want someone from the board of selectmen on it. Well, I have that question too, Jessica. Okay, thank you. Um, so in trying to make as many people in the community take part, mm -hmm. right? Board of selectmen already have a huge in, impact input in the community, right? Mm -hmm. They have their meetings, they can call the school building committee to come give updates. At town meeting, they can talk pro or con. And to me, what we were trying to do was draw in more people. It didn't, it doesn't seem like it's something they need to be on because they can talk about it, they can take reports from it, they can have presentations on it. And at town meeting, they're required to well, in, required in the to end, they have to vote on it. There's so many things yeah. to do. Okay. So to take a spot where we could maybe pull in someone else from the community and get them involved just made more sense. Gotcha. And so then my one, um, my other one, which is um, what I'm assuming Jess is raising her hands about, why do you have the town of Medfield paying for them to have a clerk? Our town of Medfield paying, no. The, the school department budget paying for them because the no other committee in town other than the board of selectmen have somebody. So we were going to have the town do it, but then we got into no, the, the feasibility study should include all, like the school building committee is substantially separate from the school committee. And that needs to be very much clear throughout this entire thing. Because I think that that's something that, that was confused very frequently. I think the easy answer was we didn't know who to charge in the town. <laughs> so let's Somebody said no. Somebody said no. no. Said no. no. Okay. You know, he doesn't have a project. We don't get a clerk, but you know. Well, yeah. So that was easy. We have to take yeah, turns. Yeah, that's fine. I just um, want to make sure it doesn't get put into law because it's simply not the purview of the school committee or the school department. You should not have a budget line to be. And, and that's something we just have to make sure because otherwise we would just have to go back. And, and well, the, we, the, we, the reality we, is those 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 tasks are usually done by the OPM and design. Right. The OPM yeah. and the cost of the OPM. Well, we heard that, we did hear that, that usually that's the case, but what if? And when does that start? You always have an OPM. There's always going to be an OPM. Yeah. What if yeah. the OPM wasn't? There might be like a, a short period of time when, when the committee's formed and when they, but it, they, they have to do it themselves, but it's a very short It was really important. I just want to say one thing that's really important to us is that there are minutes that are always taken, put in the same spot where anybody can find them, yeah. and that they're very thoroughly done. 
right? So that anyone who doesn't watch the meeting can understand what's going on, including all appropriate documents attached to that. I, I'd like to toot our own horn that we did that yeah. without yes. a clerk. Uh, yeah, no, I get that, but I know too, it's hard to be at a meeting and give input and be the one taking notes. That's it's hard, right? Okay. So, and so, yeah. the, okay. so the jail will be doing it. Yeah, so we can do it all, I guess. But with but, now, you can yeah. just go back over stuff. Yeah. Well, that is true, but I, we were just trying to be really clear about we want this process to be as open and as much information as possible out to everybody. So maybe keep that in, but the responsibility of that. Who pays for it, I don't think should be Yeah, there. well, we got a note from somebody and then we were just trying to find someone who might have money. Not I knew it would be covered in feasibility, but we had that we had this piece between feasibility and then meeting and making sure. Yeah. And Sarah actually had her hand up. Sarah, did you want to, Sarah, do you want to say something? I was just going to say um, part of our perspective was that there are um, town boards that have minutes taken and recordings done by a clerk, a, a, a non-member clerk, but I think it's actually boards rather than committees, like the planning board and zoning board chair clerk. I think the Board of Selectmen have a clerk. Um, so some of it was thinking that there are precedents in town for the town providing. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. Um, <laughs> it's not going to end well for me. It's not going to end well. So first of all, I, I do want to say to the, the people on the committee, I know I'm sitting here in the back row and you can hardly see me. I I know that the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think sometimes being on a committee feels like every single road is to hell. So I, I understand that this is a really difficult place to, to be in. And I truly appreciate you trying to take on this, this nugget. The, the one uh, other thing I would ask is that if we are going to put within a bylaw um, where meeting minutes and recordings should be available, uh, given that this is always will be and we are trying to work very hard on marrying this process as a school and town process that if we put it in the bylaw we need to have um those meeting minutes both on the town website easily available and the school website easily available so that they're essentially the same website being able to be posted in both mm -hmm. places to a single place so if we put it on there let's make sure that it's on the town website as well so that's a procedural requirements section two and then letter c where it says um i'm still you would have it say department. school department and town web page yes it's already done which is exactly but if we're going to put it if we're, if we're going to be specific if we're codifying it, we need to codify it right okay so i just want to make sure that that goes in and i i don't know and this is actually a question i have for mark um given that the AG and the Secretary of State also have to look at this, is the 65 delineation something that would flag this as not being, um, as not complying with uh, kind of equal opportunity or any of the kind of discriminatory, you know, like, because there's one single age bracket that is put in and identified in it, no other protected category 
is identified within the thing. And that is simply just a question I have because I know the things that we struggle with as a committee um, and the amount of rigor that the AG as well as the DESI put in to um, project the categories and what we can ask for. As I said earlier, it would be what would flag it would be a preclusion, not an inclusion. Okay. So that was the end of my list. Where did we sort of end up on the suggestion for who pays? The clerk. No, I would just strike it. I would just strike. I would strike the the part that is in parentheses that says specifically who pays for it. I would strike it. Yeah, and the committee assumes the responsibility to provide minutes. So it is a requirement of the meeting. Which we put in. So follow the open meeting requirement, and then we ask the clerk. Didn't we have the clerk would be appointed by the town? Appointed by the town, but then funded by the school department. So that stays in. So the permanent planning and building committee is kind of multifunctional. It was intended for that purpose. It has a strategic purpose, a proactive purpose. Uh, and then it becomes more uh, responsive if there's a particular project undertaken and going forward. It remains to be seen if that's what would happen with the school building committee or not. But that in the context of minutes has more or less importance if it's if it's the planning and conceptual stuff if you put that committee in place and activated it now and they were actively involved in the planning stages then the fact that they took accurate minutes and they were available is more critical as the process proceeds it becomes more narrow technical and somebody else is part of the construction management takes over that responsibility anyway. The meetings of the committee, actually, if you want the road paved to hell, you're just going to this <laughs> deeper into the circles as these projects proceed actually to construction. So the meetings, I don't know if any of you have been involved in building project, public building construction before, but the meetings are at a very, very technical level. And that it's somebody with the OPM or your clerk that's gonna have prepared the minutes. And in fact, most of the meeting will be comparing what took place at the prior meeting, determining what's taking place in the, in the interim, whether it's satisfactory or not, and then going forward so that you, you have a, a evolving action plan, if you will, until the project's complete. It's very technical, detailed, and it's a specialist as part of your construction team mm -hmm. that's gonna be generating that. Yeah. So the, who, the fact of the bylaw, who takes minutes or not, it becomes less and less important as the project actually gets under, underway. Yeah, so, so I think to that point, I think I would make it just say the town of Medfield shall provide a clerk if necessary, because if you've got an OPM, you don't need that. Right, yeah. right. And, and then likely that clerk, if I can just bang a drum, and then take OPM the is fine. Yeah, well, that, I already took that part. Well, yeah, so I, I would delete that whole, so basically right now it says the town of Medfield shall provide a clerk, and then in parentheses it says school department's paying for it. I would delete the parentheses, and I would just say after clerk, I would just put if necessary. Because if an OPM is doing it, there's no point in having a paid employee do it. And likely that's funded by a capital appropriation, not the school department right. budget. Right. Right. And, yeah, and no. there will be times when this committee meets before, mm -hmm. like when you're selecting an OPM, you don't have that on board yet. And meeting minutes will be needed yes. during mm -hmm. that time frame, which and the committee would be responsible for. Right. You know, yeah. We would have absolutely. our meeting at minutes as well as you guys, whatever. But that's 
And Christine loves to show up to be the clerk too. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. She can't take multiple positions. Oh. They're not offering to pay me. Too funny. Um, I, I guess I'll just ask your opinion because I know that Gus talked about this uh, last night and I was waiting until he got here to ask your opinion because he probably wants to hear it. But um, he was talking a lot about the language that's that quantifies the current landing board member. Oh, yes. I'm going to ask Sarah. Can you flag Sarah to explain it? Sarah, can you explain? The part, the, the, the extra description after, because like in one theory, yeah, the, the whole, it, in theory, it could just end, the one appointment will be a current planning board member, but then you have that whole rest of the yes. sentence. Could you explain that? Yeah. yeah. So um, when we were reviewing some of the feedback that we received via email, um, by the way, I should say, I think someone referenced it, but, you know, sitting on the planning board, which also has very low public participation, this committee had very low public participation. So we made ourselves available, we put notices out and very few people came, but we did receive some feedback via email, which was great. Um, so from, I would say the sort of limited amount of feedback that we got, a number of people commented that they wanted the interests of the townwide master plan to be considered and that people felt like the townwide master plan needed to have a role in school building uh, siting decisions, particularly, but in school building projects. So that was what drove the idea of including a member of the planning board. It wasn't so much that the planning board has expertise in school building siting projects. It was someone needs to represent the interests of the townwide master plan. The planning board is responsible for executing the townwide master plan vision. So let's have the planning board be that party. But we wanted to specifically tie the planning board's role back to being the shepherd of the townwide master plan. Can I just, I don't know, sorry. Can you, can you explain the words without limitations? Because that's what Gus said he did not understand in the sentence. It says interest without limitations. Uh, well, I mean, the the planning board also has expertise in things like siting of buildings and protecting natural resources, traffic considerations. I mean, when the planning board completes a review of a project, we go through an extensive analysis of whether, you know, what the impacts to neighboring uh, properties might be, how it fits into the rest of the roadway, pedestrian, uh, open space network within town. So uh, there may be things that the planning board representative might have uh, opinions or expertise on that aren't specifically covered by the townwide master plan. So I think that was the idea behind the including without limitation. That being said, I don't, I don't feel the need to die on our sword over including without limitation, <laughs> um, but uh, I think that was the idea is the planning board could have a representative who would have a voting voice and a, can address all the topics, but at a minimum, yeah. that person should be advocating for what's in the townwide master plan. Yeah. So, um, so, are, are you, so you wouldn't be opposed to a more abbreviated sentence there? 
No. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I think as a committee, as uh, someone mentioned at the beginning, it's hard for us to really be responding to points without the full committee here. But personally, and as a member of the planning board, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I, I have, I know I Gus sent me a few suggestions um, in case he didn't get here, which was if you just replace the word interests with responsibilities and priorities. That was his suggestion. I, I don't I think that he thinks the response. Um, he thinks the responsibilities and priorities yeah. of the planning board include the timeline yeah. master plan. Yeah. I think that that yeah, was so where he was going. Exercise those particular sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, okay. So the interests after planning boards. So, right. Not right. So let's say. So, uh, yeah, so I guess right now it says one appointment will be current planning board will be a current planning board member selected by the planning board to represent the planning board's interests and then it goes on. Yep. I think what he's suggesting is, is that it would say um, selected by the planning board to represent the planning board's responsibilities and priorities. That yeah, was a okay. suggestion. Yeah, that like well, he, he kept referring to interest as almost like yeah. he doesn't like the word interest. Monetary interest. Right. Right. So he, he interest, and he said I, he didn't know what the limitations meant. So his his right. suggestion, because um, now I guess I am speaking for Gus, was um, to represent the planning board's responsibilities and priorities. Period. That's his suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, he does have one question that I honestly just read um, that I. I have this question too now that he's asked it, which um, so this precludes um, employees of the town mm -hmm. and it does in both places. So, and then maybe this is a question for you, Mark. So if it excludes town employees, he says, you know, that obviously in his mind makes it so you don't have to say the board of selectmen don't have to be on it because they are town employees because they can't be on it anyway. No, they're elected, they're not employees. To get $900. So the idea about this employee, well, town administrators are on it, uh, so, but not voting. Planning board does not get paid, in case anyone was wondering. Yes, <laughs> oh, believe me, I looked to see if the Warren Committee got paid. I know we don't. Um, but his his question actually went on beyond that. He was wondering what if the people you wanted to nominate, like what if Scott or the school committee wanted to nominate. Um, maybe a longtime resident who sometimes is a substitute teacher, or what about a resident that maybe is an on-call firefighter? Are those people not allowed? This is I like was a good point too. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I was going to say this is totally off the um, top of of my head to that point. Um, and we we did discuss as a group. People felt that there was a conflict of interest with having a town employee who wasn't also a resident. So we talked about what if you're a town employee and a resident? That's a little grayer than what if you're a town employee but not a resident. Uh, I, I guess you can't really be on this uh, as a non-resident. Uh, but anyways, what if you made it like a full-time employee? That's what I was just going to ask. What if, what if it says a full-time employee and then it would allow somebody like this to be on it? I don't know. I think the committee would just have to look at that and talk about it. Yeah. And think about that in terms of... Are you suggesting... As a, I'm not really suggesting anything. Prohibiting them from being simply a voting member, or they can't serve at all. Well, I, I think that that's a question, right? Like, so would they have to be like? I, I'm I'm just saying. So what if what if you have somebody that 
is um, a longtime resident of the town, maybe is very active in different things, and maybe at one point in their life was an architect or worked on a school committee, but in their retirement is substitute teaching. Does that preclude them? Yes. Wouldn't you be able to find enough uh, members of the committee to not have to worry about reaching out to that segment of our population? Unlikely. The, the concern I have is yes, back to the point I made initially, which is the MSBA regs specifically list a number of frankly highly paid full-time municipal employees that they recommend beyond the school building committee. Right. The school administrator, the principals, mm -hmm. school facilities people, a whole list. Right. 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 Yeah, right. Right. They don't care whether they're voting. They don't care they're they voting. Don't, they don't understand. Yeah. No, but what Sharon is saying that, that there might be some people in the Actually, state law defines employees in the ethics law, and it's a very, very broad definition. Yeah. It's full and part time, compensated or uncompensated. Mm -hmm. So, inadvertently, you could so be technically recruiting a whole bunch of people. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and that's been intended to. And my question is are we hurting ourselves in limiting our pool of applicants by excluding that, that segment? I suggest not. I suggest there's enough people out there that we can find that we don't need that we need that we don't need to worry about missing out on those individuals. So Mark, what you're saying is that virtually every person in this room right now being on a committee is a special employee of the town of Medfield. I am considered a special employee of the town of Medfield, as is every other, as are the selectmen, as are the warrant committee, as is uh, you know, the entire school committee. So we have to find a different way to define that because the word employee is so broad legally. Under the ethics rules, yeah. Under yeah. the ethics rules. Can I say just your concern about uh, resident versus non-resident? Yeah. No, you were concerned about- well, This in particular work. question from Gus was about what if somebody was a substitute teacher or an on-call firefighter? That was, the, so that was the question he was talking about. Our concern was to have a paid employee as a resident of town, should they, should they be up as a voting member of the school building committee? We were suggesting no, they shouldn't be because it's like a conflict of interest a little bit. What's being, the conflict there? Being an employee and you know, getting the benefit of you know the school project. Right. So like teacher is very different to me than the volunteer part. Just one thing. A substitute teacher, I wouldn't want on the committee because they work for the superintendent. Yeah. So they're not going to be but it'd be I, hard to be an independent voice when the right. boss is sitting mm -hmm. in the room. And we were looking for independent <clears> voices <throat> in terms of the voting. So I, I so I think I, I do think we'll we have to look at that piece. So Mark, I just want to clarify, you are saying that um a, the warrant a warrant committee member on that committee would be considered an employee. And I'm saying the absence of you providing the definition by default, there is a definition of municipal employee in state law, and it's in the ethics law, and it's extremely broad. 
Okay. And it's going to preclude almost everybody. Everybody. Okay. And, and just, <laughs> all so, just, I was just going to say, Mark, so you could help us in defining it uh, if we wanted to go that road, if the committee chose to go that road. You've you got to look at this realistically and common sense wise, in, in, all, in all due respect. I've been involved in a bunch of public construction projects, including schools. The last one we had, the one we had in Franklin when I first got there, half the building committee were parents of kids. And they were there because their kids either were in the school or were going to go to the school. And they certainly had an interest, but that's just the nature of things. It's the same way mm -hmm. as the ethics commission itself finally recognized that the majority of people serving on school committees are there because the kids are in the schools. Originally, that was a conflict of interest. So you have to be realistic. Most everybody has some kind of an interest. It's just a matter of how high is the degree and, the, and what's the real risk that it's going to impair the, or conflict with the public interest. Could, could you add something after? So where it just says Shelby, Medfield residents uh, and shall not be employees of the town of Medfield. Can you just add a qualifier that says unless specifically? Oh, so, oh I'm sorry. I'm on uh, SBC composition point one B, where it says voting P1, members. P one B, the introductory Thank part you. after voting members, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, that's where I am. And so it, right now it says all voting members of the SBC or any subcommittee established there under shall be Medfield residents and shall not be employees of the town of Medfield. Can we just add like a comma unless specifically required in the subparagraphs? Like because like that way you could have a warrant committee member as a employee, but they're allowed. Well, they okay, that would be fine too. Yes. I'm just wondering, yeah. like, is there some way to just... Full-time compensated employee. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That, that does matter. But a point eight. I mean, that you start to kind of go down that slippery. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's really just about letting, because you, you've got other committee members on here. And so if, if you've got school committee members and you've got warrant committee members and planning board members that are on here, if we're going to get defined by ethics as employees, then we need some kind of qualifier that allows those committee members to be in here. That's all that I'm trying to right. I'm get to. Maybe we'll need a clause that- That allows these specific say, ones. Yeah. It, that's right. So, uh, that's not, where I was going. Not employees, excluding- Excluding these specific- Right, I was, I was trying to basically be like, right. you know, excluding these ones that we've chosen. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of what I was right. trying to say. Except as provided below. That's, yes. well, that's right. what I was, that's yeah. where I was in going. In conjunction with yeah. not being full-time compensated employees, in conjunction with the two of those. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think both of them do what you want, right? But then it, it yeah. It takes the confusion out. Right. Yes. We don't. We don't want. And then, Russ, what did you say? Except as provided Except below. Provided. I'm doing a track changes thing that I can send you guys after if that's helpful because I see everybody with their hands. <laughs> yeah. Could we go back though to the uh, school committee and so Cynthia Green um, and the uh, and the I'm sorry, the Board of Selectmen appointment. Um, I think we should con continue to have the interest of the town-wide master plan in here 
because the townwide master plan covered nine different areas of historic conservation, uh, a whole bunch of things that are embodied by putting those words here. What, and I what? think it's important that it be included. That was a an effort done townwide that the town was fully involved in. The planning board has responsibility for it. If it's not listed here, then we don't have the perspective of making sure that those items are considered. But isn't that the planning board's interest too? But that's the planning board, but the rest of the town may not be aware of that. I think we made a, we had a lot of conversation about this and made sure that we had this in here to make sure that perspective was covered and we received comments about it. So I think it's important to keep that in there. And I don't think it hurts it at all. It, 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 to your point, yes, that is the responsibility of the planning board, but it makes it more specific so the rest of the town knows what they're doing. But what if, what if instead of it saying, um, so what if it, after it um, selected by the planning board to represent the planning boards and instead of interest, it says responsibilities um, and priorities, including. including, that's what I was going to say. And then you take out that without limitation to yeah. oh, things, I'm right? I don't have a problem with that. It's just, yeah. I don't want to take out town like and then, then it's just last night was, having, was fixating on the word interest. Yeah, he was, and it, so that that takes that takes take interest that out. out of here with yeah. priorities, including um the townwide master plan, and then we don't even have to say interest of the townwide master plan. We just say including the townwide master plan. That'd be great. Thank okay. you. Okay, I have to figure out how much. It's kind of agreed that we're okay with. Any uh, permanent building committee member being appointed? No, we, we can't really agree. We're not. Yeah, we got Bob. I mean, we have our. We have our. We have our. We have our. We I did have one question that we hadn't talked about. There was no mention uh, in the bylaw on the appointment of the SPC chair. Yes. And uh, I'm assuming that's because you assumed that that would be the responsibility of the new reform committee. Yes. yes. That, that need, none of the appointing authority would decide. Who exactly. That chair is. The okay. committee gets together. I mean, they may want co-chairs for well, or a yeah. chair and a vice chair. Yeah. It's a big job. So we thought, let them meet. Yeah. Let them introduce each other, talk, and then, yeah. you know, make it he'll make it he'll the co-chairs right. one year, co-chairs the second year, change it up, whatever, whatever works for the committee once they're together. Okay. Yeah. We did discuss that one okay. for a bit about what we do. Yeah. For me, was the, the number. I, I appreciate it. You had three appointed uh, authorities, and you're trying to give equal say to each of those. Yes. But you end up with an even number on the committee, and it, you're subject to some sort of vote, and you need to make a decision, and you get a tie vote. Yeah, we, we have it. In here, we have it. It's two thirds. Two thirds required. Yeah. Two thirds for all decisions. Yes. Yeah. That's how we. That's how we were okay with the even number. It's eight people have to say yes versus whatever the decision is required. I mean, if
if we do change, you know, I know you're going to. If we change to 13, it would 13, need to be yeah, nine. Change the numbers. So, one suggestion um, that was in this email that Gus had sent me, which I think that you probably, we could probably take the numbers out and just say, because and the, the only reason I'm saying that is because like, what if the MSBA says that you have to add, I don't know, four more people? No, but, but when you get down to the numbers, so if we go down to the section that's procedural requirements, you have a minimum of seven voting members, and then it says you have to have eight of 12. What if it just is a majority of the voting members in the first one, because that's your quorum. And then the other one, it just says two thirds, like maybe you don't have to call out the numbers. And the only reason I'm saying that is like, what if, what if something happens? And the MSBA makes you put three more people on it. Your numbers don't match. Just say two thirds. Just say two thirds and take them. Eight of twelve. Right, because if you just say two thirds, and if you just say majority, no, no, and I, I, I love, I love the math, but. Um, right. So in the procedural requirements, it will just say. It, right now, it says a minimum of seven. It just says you would just say a minimum of a majority. Of the voting members, like to get your quorum. Yes. And then in B, it said all actions will be two thirds, and then just take the numbers out. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, Scott, you've been very quiet. Uh, well, <laughs> I take a much more optimistic view of this whole process than I've heard from others, actually. Some of the acrimony that was kind of bouncing around because I thought, considering what we're talking about, and there's five things that were brought up, five, you know, having to do with the the permanent building committee member, right? So mm -hmm. kind of with, um, the question of the 65, the age issue, you know, it, uh, dealing with the, the minutes, the issues that, you know, the, which are really operational issues in some ways anyway, in some way, you know, it's, uh, and then uh, planning board question. And then this, this last, so, I mean, I think we are there, you know, as mm -hmm. between the interests of the, that the committee put together to do what they needed to do quickly was to get something in this book mm -hmm. that got out to the town. This is the, the warrant is the warning, the notice to the town. That we are going to be talking about this topic. And, and I have no question. Sometimes I have to, Mark has to do this as well. You know, are we in the bounds of what went out? We're so far in the bounds. I mean, we're, we're oh, talking yeah. about. We're not so, we so mapping a process from now to the town meeting because we're talking about voting on something that is not the article as printed, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the easiest thing to be able to do is when you have a motion mm -hmm. to be able to refer to the article as printed. But we know that we're, this is, the article as printed is subject to uh, amendment. And um, uh, this is what we were talking about on the way up. And we, we these are articles, <laughs> but they are the warning, but we vote on motions. Mm -hmm. And so it's not uncommon that, you know, that, that a motion could be, uh, uh, you know, amended. So I think we're, I think now for mapping out the process from now on Monday, we have to figure out, you have a draft, Sharon, well, so, if you could, one more time, it's gonna be a vote because we're not gonna be negotiating all of these points on the town meeting floor. We're gonna be, we're gonna have something printed in advance that would be distributed to everybody coming to the meeting and we would be substituting, essentially the motion would reflect that. That's where I wanna be um, by, by Monday. I get uh, where you wanna be, I'm just having, I'm, I'm having difficult. I, I get totally of where you want it, and you guys well, can't meet. Yeah. If we can't meet, can, can you close for a Saturday meeting? I, 
<laughs> I just asked her that earlier. <laughs> oh, because I, I am not looking I will be able to have staff support for you to do a Zoom meeting on Saturday. So that's okay. That's okay. Can we meet in person? Depending how complex this is or not, you could still have a motion as printed in the warrant with the following exceptions. And then just list those changes, which I didn't take to be that extensive. There, my, my problem is, is that our committee needs time to meet. We got to go through all those pieces and then agree. And I, we can't do that at Monday at six o'clock. I, I just, I'm not comfortable with that. I think that's pressuring people to vote on something in an hour in front of the town. And in my many years on the school committee, I was adamant about you listen and you vote on a different time. You don't, you don't vote then. You vote on a different time. So I think that it makes more sense if you could so uh, do it on Saturday. Your, your committee has actually done what they were mandated to do and fulfilled it by getting this product printed in the warrant. Now you're free at this point to go ahead and have a meeting and make a recommendation, but you don't have to. This thing is now essentially assumed the life of its own once it got printed in the warrant, it's open for amendment. So right. I mean, don't what, feel that you have to be necessarily get this approved and be the proponent. You can just be kind of along for the ride or not. What I was going to suggest is that so we haven't even voted on the article as written yet. So we still right. have we still have to do that. Okay, so um, I'm just going to assume that if we're not unanimous, we're split. And so at some point, we're either going to have we're going to have a majority and minority report. And then I think that either the majority or the minority of the warrant committee could choose as their report to make a motion for an amendment. And so we could make the amendment. You guys as a committee or as individuals would support it or not. But I don't. I don't think the amendment has to come from you no. in the time. That's right. Because somebody can stand up on the floor and amend it. Yeah, mm -hmm. understood. Totally understood. I suggest, in fairness to the group. Well, I want your committee to meet. I'm not trying to advocate. Yeah, that. <laughs> no, and I. I am fussing with the idea that we're going to have town meeting in June. It's not that far away, mm -hmm. and that we could not do it. Maybe rewrite it. Maybe it would be more worth, but I think maybe not. And then bring it to you. I don't, probably, I don't know. Probably, is, but not guaranteed. <laughs> there may not be. There may not be a meeting. Yeah. Oh, it's you, not guaranteed. You may, you may want to stay for the second half. Can I jump in really quickly? Can yeah, I yeah, think? Go ahead, Sarah. Sarah. So Sarah. one question, Christine, is: Do we? I think the answer is no, but I'm confirming. Do we require town support for a Zoom meeting? I can host and run a Zoom meeting. Um, because we could have a meeting on Saturday uh, if we had a quorum of people. And then we could, I have been also preparing a red line as we've been talking. I think Sharon, it will, will match yours, except to the extent I have a few provisions highlighted because we need to talk as a committee about whether we agree about the 13th member and the changes that flow from that. Most of the other changes I think are, are drafting. Um, and then the 65 
person. Um, yeah. So we could, I can email that to the committee tonight. We could meet on Saturday on Zoom. I could run the meeting and then we could print those on Monday. That does leave the issue of, I don't know where the warrant would, committee would be with its recommendation because you wouldn't know what our final motion would look like. Because I can't tell you right now how the committee as a whole feels about the fifth, the 13th member and the 65. Can I just ask, like, if we did that with Sarah, because Sarah does amazing mm -hmm. in the real time. Yeah, she's fixing amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, if we did that on Saturday and got it to you at your meeting on Monday, because you are meeting on Monday, you said. We meet at six o'clock on Monday. Yeah. You could then vote, you would have a chance mm -hmm. to have seen it, right? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that because I think that I think what we have to do and I want to give Amanda a chance to talk because I think she was trying to was that like we have to vote on what's printed first the way that it is um, just because I, we, we need to do that um, and then however our vote comes out then we can have a secondary discussion about whether or not the group likes these amendments or not as a secondary discussion if we want that to be part of our report. Um, then reflect, reflecting what their Saturday meeting. I mean, I, 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 I'm okay with, you know, sort of voting on something now, as long as we have an understanding that what this committee is going to do on Saturday won't go past what we've talked about today you don't have at this point you don't have anything from them no we we really only have our suggestion right. like we could right. vote on our suggestion right. which i think we probably should vote on our suggestion okay and, and if it gets changed then we have to vote again right so uh, uh, vote on what's printed in the warrant and then i think we have to vote on what's printed in the warrant. Come up with a new issue that we haven't talked about well, who knows? They haven't met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I understand that our job is over as a committee, and now we're just town residents appearing at town meeting and even talking on Saturday? No, we're yeah. still constituted. We're still constituted through town meeting, at least, yeah. right, Scott? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. Right, but you, you've actually you fulfilled your charge in getting a proposed bylaw amendment submitted, which is included in the warrant. So that's, that's, and we're not charged to go to the town meeting to present it. <coughs> and, it and we can talk in, on our own without no. being violated. You're still, you're still with me. So it could come from the amendment could, could come, come from, from us. If this was the way they do it between the House and Senate, they sit down <laughs> at a felt line table and they have a conference <laughs> between the House and Senate, and they do it. You know, that would be this could be done in a, in, in a half an hour. So I think if, if we could do it that way, you know, Sharon and Gus on one side, we're you know representing that you guys could da, 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 and you guys sitting here. I think we would be very close enough that hopefully people would you know shave off the edges to to have one article, I mean one amended article to come before the town. What I want to just avoid though is that you guys produce uh, an amendment to the the article as it appears. Uh, and because and then you don't agree with it and you have to amend that amendment. I 
I personally would not support a tremendous amount of confusion. What I'm getting from all of this is that everybody wants something. You know, I, I don't think we're materially disagreeing. We need to start with a motion to pass as printed in the warrant, and then with the understanding that there would immediately be an amendment offered. Alternatively, the main motion could be instead what I said earlier, printed in the warrant with the following amendments or exceptions, and put it as part of the main motion on the floor. And that's that's at least the two options mm -hmm. that uh, occur to me. I'm going out as committee chair with a bang. <laughs> Look at all these problems. Um, yeah, I like I, I like that one. In that way, we're we don't have to dismiss it, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, who's going to produce so, the document that incorporates the changes that we're? I have it already done. I already have it done. <laughs> Yes, okay. Sarah, so you can share that with us. I will send it. And if we like Sarah, I think I'm pretty much in agreement. Yeah, they can just my question. I guess procedurally, my question is um, I think there 75% of it is drafting, not um, substantive. I think we probably wrote down the same words, Sharon, and, mm -hmm. and have that's all done. The question I have is when we go back, if we have a meeting on Saturday of the, the bylaw committee and we can't reach consensus within our committee that we agree to add the 13th member or to drop the 65-year-old um, participant over 65, then, but the warrant committee were to decide by a majority that you want that, then who's bringing forward which amendment? Um, that's where I think the rub is. And I don't I don't know how either one of those entities will come out on those two questions. I'm just seeing that they might not be the same place. And then I'm not sure where that leaves us procedurally. Just on one, one little point on, I don't think we're saying to drop the 65 altogether, right? I think there's a... There's My a, version here has the 65 changing to uh, someone appointed by the council. By the council on aging, right? right. Um, and, and right now we're coming with the point of 65. And so we're going to have to, it's, I, I think it's probably going to be an issue with us. Yeah. Because we mentioned Because earlier, you've talked about it. We talked about yeah. that one and we felt that's not a big enough representative of that part of the community of 65. And is that because you think that they would pick somebody that just is active at the council on aging I, rather than I going out to the entire town? That's what I understand. I'm saying they don't know they have the outreach for the whole community. Not encourage enrollment. They need people now. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if they have a newsletter that goes out to everybody at a certain age. I, I just don't know they have that reach and we talk and that's what we talk and about. Is, uh, is somebody from that constituency actually gonna be the right person? Right. Yeah. And I don't like it inside the I mean if the moderate maybe upon the recommendation of the Council of Aging, but it's not a moderator's appointment anymore if it's somebody chosen right. by the Council of Aging. Why don't you right. just say the moderator points three, the Council of Aging points one? Because otherwise, yeah. and I, we don't want to do true. that. Yeah, right. Didn't did talk about language about like all demographics so that right. it 
covered that without actually I saying. I got rejected. Oh, because we didn't think that that was a good definitive item that could really be uh, really addressed. I mean, all constituents. Well, that's just everybody in town. Yeah. And we don't want that. We want it to. We really care about that particular group that they get represented and that they get a vote mm -hmm. right. and they get to participate and argue, discuss. And I think that part of the community feels that they have not had that ever. To be clear, my, my suggestion on the council on aging was like, not to undo sorry? that. That's 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 that was so going back to the procedural question, uh, again, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but the history of the town, the moderator, has been to go to the Warren Committee for a positive motion. Yes, now, uh, if if they don't have a positive motion, then you go to the sponsor or proponent for a positive motion. So that's procedure would have been the only the only twist here is can that positive motion be something other than as printed in the warrant? Uh, Certainly, with the consent of the drafting or the initiating committee, I don't see an issue. Uh, and frankly, I don't see a limitation if you want to proceed in that way anyway. Either way, I don't either. So, yes. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, so where are so so where are we? <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask a question of Mark? So, hypothetically, if if a positive motion came out of the warrant committee. To, for this particular warrant, then uh, who would do the amendment? Where would the amendment come from? You, put, you need to put a main motion on the floor. It doesn't necessarily have to start with as printed in the warrant. You can start with a motion that's already a variant as the main motion. You can. Right. Okay. The warrant committee can? Or we, we can do can. that. We could. Well, the warrant committee the warrant makes the motion. That's just been the practice. All right. Now, could we? Uh, I'm just trying to think about within that motion. Normally, if you were to do that, you'd read the entire motion. And you know how long this this uh, article would be. I like um, to talk. It, 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 I, I've never done it. Could we make reference to a document that's been distributed to all the members of the town meeting? No, because mm -hmm. it's not in the warrant. So I think you would, uh, but I think what Mark said earlier, you could say you read the motion as printed in the warrant, right. except for the following. Right. Okay. Well, that's now, what we have to do. I think the law is, again, as you said, it's noticed. Okay. So, so and this is actually some of the case law judgment considered. The notice was, okay, I'm a potential town meeting attendee, but I'm not a very good one. So I looked at the warrant, and I don't see anything that really disturbs me, so I'm not going to bother to go. But if I had seen this other, that might have changed my mm -hmm. yeah. inclination. Yeah. So that's why you can't, you can only relate, uh, uh, refer to a warrant as printed in, not something that was handed out that night at town meeting. Well, and I think we could make slides. Yeah, but I think it's also not that hard based on those five right. or six categories. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's not that hard to make. Printed in the warrant things. except for. Um, yeah. and, and the other thing is you've got the whole, I think the whole bylaw printed here. It's not. It is. You so can, you could say subsection, whatever, go there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so the positive motion would be, we get there, that would be uh, 
the article as printed in the warrant, except for the, the following uh, changes to it. And that would be the positive motion. Uh, that positive motion, if it was, if, 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 it's, if it's agreed to, it's going to be supported by the committee. Right. right. So that could be supported by again, uh, just to explain to people. Right. And try and, to minimize the slides. Yeah. So I already have to update your motion books. Listen, it's okay. It's Mathers. <laughs> no, it's Jeremy's. It's Jeremy's. Can we can we have a, like a conversation amongst the Warren community? Yes. Like the, there's, there's two there's two items that are that are now. I, I know nothing is agreed to, but there are two issues that seem to be sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. One is the 13th member being specifically from the permanent building committee. Mm -hmm. And the second being this reference to 65 or over. Mm -hmm. I personally, being 65 plus a, a good amount, <laughs> Um, have no problem overall with the 65. If that's a big issue and it's been discussed, I don't want you to have to go re replowing that field. And it I seems agree with you, Bob. I'm not 65 or over, but I agree. But, I, I but you will be, God bless you. Like <laughs> but, you know, but my, yeah, so, so I agree. So I think that the idea is that it's been expressed that this has been your concern about it. And it's been without asking you to vote. And and it's been and and you have gone over it, and I think that you now it's almost semantics at this point. I think the judgment of the people who make the appointment. There were a number of people over sixty five in the last building committee, so I you know, and there's people over sixty five who are involved in the town. So I don't see personally. I'm just speaking for myself. I don't see that as an issue. I do feel, and I don't know what the prior conversations have been, that a member of the permanent building committee as a as a link to the town view strategy involvement showing the, the link of the town and the schools is important and i would like to have that input i, I agree and i guess my my i would say is if they didn't want it to be 13 as long as it was one of the 12 I, I could live with that. I don't think it has to be. The only reason I was suggesting it would be a 13th was because I was trying to not really mess with what they did, you know, because they had said they wanted these things, but I wanted it to make to make it clear that they really need to pick somebody from that committee because there has to be a link between them. So I care more that there's somebody on that committee, whether or not it's one of one of the four or it's one of five i yeah. could care less on that and i i would i would agree uh with, with both of those yep. comments the, the one i feel the strongest about is the permanent planning building committee i believe that the prior project did not fail because of the qualifications of that committee of, of the sbc they were impeccable the qualifications mm -hmm. of the people on that committee mm -hmm. it was around process right so uh, and a school building is a long project. It takes five years at the, you know, at the least. And there's a lot of real detailed technical decisions that need to be made. I think having that person on this committee is really important. Having somebody from the permanent plan building committee on this committee is important. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not as uh, 
stuck on the number 13 or 12 either. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, that's not important to me. Um, and on the 65, I think, you know, uh, I'm, I'm personally fine with, I understand the reason why they want that particular demographic represented. Um, so that doesn't bother me either. So. The 65 only bothers me because I feel like you can't say that, but if Mark, has told us 12 times over that you can say that, then I guess I have to let that go. But I mean, really, that that's my issue with it. Is what I, does it suck still for other committees? Like that's I kind of want to be like, how many SBCs out there have a number in it like that? That's like, my only concern. I, I feel like it's a other committee. How many bylaws get this specific about a committee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's but I think the point, I think the point, I think the point on the demographic of over 65 is a, is a, is a good point. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. No, I was speaking. I'm just, I'm, I'm just making kids stop talking so I could continue. Right. Thank you. What I said was, having been on two school projects, it's the reality of the vote that it's very important to designate participation and accountability of that demographic in this committee. Is that demographic more important than any other demographic? No, it, but it's 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 more it's no, it's, it's, it's as no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm sorry, I mean, it's all clarified. What I'm saying is, from a practical perspective, documenting accountability of a group that has historically felt excluded, in my judgment and experience, is very important. It's not at the expense of any other of the 11 or 12, but identification, that's been a problem. I think it's been addressed. I, yeah, I, I, I accept your explanation and it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I'm like, just say the moderator must appoint someone from his tennis group. Or my middle of your delivery no. anymore. Um, I just wanted to just to make sure I understood. Um, so we we didn't list uh, the permanent planning committee member, but we assume that, as we mentioned, that the select board would choose someone. What you're saying is that we want you to make them do it. You you do <laughs> want us to make make them, them do at yeah. least one because you heard Gus talk about. Discretion. Being unhappy with us. That's why I, I made it be five. Make the moderator do it then. He's, he's always a Quite frankly, the only reason why I tossed it in there was because the Board of Selectmen picks that committee and I was just 
you know, and maybe okay. if Gus and had five, he'd be fun. happier because then he's more important. So, so I just, that's what's fun to make sure that you understood that we weren't excluding them. We just figured. I 100% get that. I 100% get that. You want that. it spelled out. I want there to be at least one. That it be spelled out. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, and again, I only added it to 13 because I wasn't trying to mess with everything else you did. Right. But if you would rather have it be 12 and just have one of those 12 be a person, I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. So like we're doing a planning board member being appointed by the select board, you're suggesting it could be also a member of the permanent building committee. Right, and then they get two. Appointed to that, and then two more. Yes. So the, per so the permanent planning building committee would pick someone. Yes. As opposed to. Yeah, because they got to ask. Just like the planning board yeah. process. Yes. Yeah. Right with all the others, yeah. Okay. Because somebody might not be interested. Well, I mean, yeah. there's only what seven of them, right? Yeah, there's only five. Five. I think there's only five on that committee. So if there's only five, and if they have any other project, I mean, we're asking exorbitant amount of time. So that's, that's I know, but you know, that's what they said. That's why. I, I feel like I feel like that needs to be there. In all due respect, I think twelve is already pushing the. Well, so have it be twelve. this. The higher these committees get, the more unworkable they become. Right. It's not just 12, it's 12 plus three non-voting. No, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so maybe just keep it at 12. So maybe keep it at 12. I think that the, ar the argument is more that one of those three that have that kind of description that you made um, yeah. be one be from that committee. Um, so I'm suggesting without speaking on behalf of the committee, <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. Are we are we exactly. even at, are we at the 65 page? Uh, almost like a consensus there. Do I get it? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I just don't want to set precedent with other I, I still have an issue with it, but it's, it's not it's not I don't it's not worth holding up the rest of the yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. the point being if you get to the point of selling this to the public for purposes of financing. The issue always arises in these projects, particularly school projects, that there was a lot of money wasted and it's a quote unquote Taj Mahal. Mm -hmm. We've all heard. <laughs> yeah. so you need somebody that has cred out of their group that can get up and say, no, I've been along and this is bare bones and I've been in there advocating to keep the cost mm -hmm. to a minimum and they've done a good job. They've done this. But somebody from somebody from the school is child could do that too. Well, they, yeah, and they, they will. Yeah, yeah, they will. But yeah, it's okay. just it's just representation yeah. of a group that is completely get it. I completely yeah, get it. Yeah, I get it from the optics really of the town. Yeah. I completely get it. Yeah. And no, it's, it's bad. It's it's paying attention to reality. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. Completely agree. I completely agree. It's just I think I'm with Sharon. It's just. Yeah. Saying it in the manner of it has to be a certain age demographic. What back to her? It, it irks me. It's saying like, what happens if you get a sixty-three-year-old who's the same? It's that exact same thing. You yeah. know, that's that's oh, where it's just it's. it's well, with it's any satisfaction, it, the COA actually has a definition where I forget what the I think it's actually sixty. Not Fifty. 60 <laughs> There's an age where you have a right to go to the senior center, and then it can be lower than that. So, but there is an age number in there for COA. The right to participate in COAs. Are we? Are, okay. Okay. I, well, I guess I just have a general question. I know you can't answer because you're not voting. But when we had, so we had talked about this whole part of the 
the ones with Gus that I had said we should use the shirt should endeavor to be because that was at the and top. A, yes. What if in the 65, instead of it says one appointment will be, it says should endeavor to be. And then that way, if they like someone that's 64, it's okay. I like that. I like it. I love it. I don't know. You're the other one that said, I don't know. There's only so many of those <laughs> should endeavors that I can live with. <laughs> You want to be specific because we want to stop the problems that we've had in the past. That's the whole purpose of our being. Yeah. And you start watering it down. And I, I, that's not, I'm, so I'm not sure of that. Would you guys like 60 better than 65? No. The reason I like 65 again is that's the retirement age. And that's the group we're looking at. I, I, just, I don't think the number. I, I it's not the number. Yeah, it's, no, just, it's just the idea that there's a there's, there's a there's a piece of the population yeah. that is that does not have kids in school, right? right? right. That are on a fixed income, yeah. Yeah. you know, and and they need to have representation because to the point that was made, I want them to be accountable, which was what Mark said. Yeah, I want them right. to want stop. To. Right. I'm a 72 and I voted yes. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to drop off the tax bill on Monday that says I don't want to pay anymore. So <laughs> let's just get let's get somebody on that. Are you gonna write that on the tag talking. in your memo line? <laughs> Are you gonna write that in your memo line you in your coffee when you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so with the process being we're gonna have our Saturday meeting, we're gonna mull over this stuff. Hopefully, we'll be in agreement with what you're suggesting. We'll get our report to you. To somebody here, who would that go to? To Sharon. To Sharon. Sharon. And, She's still um, the boss. As soon <laughs> Until as Monday. <laughs> and then I guess you'll have an, an idea of whether or not we're going to be in agreement on Monday. Well, so I mean, I I guess the um I guess the question to this committee is is um or do, does it does it matter that we do it at six or do we need to ask people if they want to do a five minutes in the meeting on Saturday after they meet? I, can I think, run it, I think it depends on if we're kind of in agreement <laughs> on the Saturday meeting and we get it over to you and you see it, you'll see if we're on the right page and then it's a five minute meeting. You can, you can, you can distribute to us. I can send it all to you and then we're going to have to vote on it in on advance on, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just send it. Okay, you get you, it to Sharon. We'll have a motion on Monday. And you we will won't discuss be it. sharing that at town meeting. Yeah. You, would, yes. you would say, as printed in the yard with the if, if, if all of us and or the majority of us and the majority of you agree on that would be right. this would be the change yeah, motion then we will you. make that yes okay. and in the interest of time of, of open meeting we don't you send it to us but we don't discuss it no you have a chance to read it in advance so that at, and then we can post it as part of our agenda so that the townspeople but non-discussion so there's no violation of open you're meeting. not no going to no discussion no, no, no back and forth Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll just send it to you and we'll have, you know, Nick Ladd to the agenda packet for Monday so it will be posted. We could do that. And I guess you'll decide if you think there needs to be a, a five minute Zoom or whatever amongst us. Is that what? I, well, I would, well, no, well, we would have to decide now so it would have to be posted. Okay. If, if we are assuming that, sure, that, that the planning, that, 
whatever they come up with is not grotesquely different than we're all talking about. We can probably get away with this on Monday. Yeah. Or, or we could post it and then we don't need it. We could post cancel. it and not use it cancel. and cancel it. Yeah. Well, that might be good. Then you can, we'll finish. And Sarah, are you with me that you can have it and print it and finish? What, so what if we send it to you Saturday? Well, I was gonna say, what, what if we just cross post as the same meeting? And then if anybody wants to pop in to see their meeting, because if we have a quorum that pop into their Zoom meeting, we were gonna need to be posted anyway. Just cross post this with Sarah. What time are we doing this, Sarah? <laughs> what time? <laughs> Let's <Probably>. see. <laughs> Making the decision on behalf of our uh, committee, who's half of whom are not here. I vote for <laughs> I vote for noon. Okay, I have a 1:30 appointment, so it would have to be done by one. Oh, I hope this is like a 10 minute, 15 minute uh, meeting. Can we get 11? I can't do. Well, I need to. I need to be at my computer to host this Zoom, and I can't be there before 11:30. Um, Let's let's do eleven thirty, right? And just cross post us for eleven thirty in case the majority shows up. And actually, <laughs> yeah, Christine, you can create the Zoom. Can you create the Zoom link and then I can start it, or do I need to have it come from my Zoom? Um, I'm happy to use my Zoom too. No. And she might be just a room. Are you a webinar owner? Because like I have limitations on how many people I can have in my Zoom yeah. account. Yeah. I have a key too. I can just sit here. I'll figure out the logistics. Or do you want to just do it in person? But does it have to be a public meeting that people can do? It has in? to be a public meeting. Yeah, that's the issue. Cool. I would Prefer that you have the Zoom option for people who can participate, particularly where you're doing a Saturday meeting. We try to avoid Saturday meetings because oh, people have so many other things going on. Mm -hmm. We don't anticipate a weekend meeting. We don't normally mm -hmm. do that. I would prefer that it stay on Zoom. And I, I will work out the logistics with Nick and Brittany tomorrow. Because if you, if you need me to take this computer home, yeah. or if you want me to come use my key and I'll sit here and trash the town hall on Saturday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll bring the chocolate. <laughs> Maybe some wine bottles too. That's <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so not to the muddy the waters. We also have Article Twenty, <laughs> and Chris. Um, as uh, the amendment that she has, but so I guess maybe before that, maybe we should just vote on fourteen. As written. We, as written. But so yes, let's vote on fourteen as currently written in the warrants. Is there a um, is there a motion? It could be positive or negative. I move that we dismiss Article fourteen as written in the warrant. Second. Okay, so we have to go around. I will vote affirmative on that as long as we're going to have a follow up motion to put a positive motion on it for us. I have a second motion coming. Okay. I, agree. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I agree. I, yes. 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 Amanda? I agree to dismiss. Okay, all right. So um, I guess how do we word this next motion? Um, 
I guess I move to recommend um, an amended motion as discussed and described in this that I will post later. <laughs> do you want me to read through them? Do we need to do that? We can. Just cover the major okay, I'll cover the major points. Um, okay, so in um, the voting members, it now qualifies employees as full-time employees and then adds except as provided below in order to include the committee members. Um, I guess I'm asking as part of my motion, are we are we suggesting this should endeavor to on the 65 or are we leaving that? I'll redo my motion after I ask that question. I suggest to leave it as, yeah. it? okay. All right, so we are going to, um, we are leaving the 65 as is. Um, and then we are changing the, um, the Board of Selectmen's four appointees to have one of them be the Permanent Planning and Building Committee member. Sharon Shanker. Yes. Could you just broaden that to that there is a permanent building committee member in one of the groups? Oh, sure, yes. Okay. Then that way you guys can move them around, okay. So we are we are suggesting that a permanent planning building committee member be one of the twelve. Okay. Um, for the planning board member, we are changing the sentence to say one employment will be a current planning board member selected by the planning board to represent the planning board's responsibilities and priorities, including the townwide master plan. Okay. Um, and then, it, sorry. If this is going forward, you kind of caught me off guard in the first place, so I apologize. My suggestion would be that you rescind your prior motion and you make a motion that you would approve it as printed in the warrant, provided that the following changes are made. Okay. Positive with the changes rather than Okay. So I think we need to vote to rescind our last vote. Yeah. I move that we. <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 Okay, Amanda. Yes. Okay, we're starting over. Okay, so now we are making a motion to approve with the following. Provided the following changes. Provided the following changes are made. Approve the article. Sharon. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt your deliberations, but just wanted to ask a clarifying point before you vote on the full-time employees thing where you said full-time and accept as provided below. I think that's a miss disconnect because the people that you're saying accept below aren't full-time employees. So I thought you needed one or the other, not that's both. Good point. So I think okay. full-time comma compensated employees means you don't need the accept as provided yeah, below. Provided. Yeah, All right, that's fine. And then okay. one more thing, I'm sorry, on the, the <laughs> last point that I think Carolyn, maybe you brought up, are we saying one of the 12 would be a permanent building committee member or the select board will pick the permanent building committee member? I think we were leaving that up to your discussion on Saturday. And then yeah. you will all re-vote after we decide? 
We are just saying we would like you to amend it that one of the 12 be a member of the PBC. But you're agnostic as to where it comes from. That, that is yes. Okay. That is Thank correct. You. Okay. All right. So I move that we approve the warrant as printed in the article. Move the article as printed in the warrant. Move the article as printed in the warrant with the following amendments that Sharon brought. Okay, so I'm going to start with the um, the voting members. The employees will be qualified as full time compensated. Um, we are requesting that one of the twelve be a current permanent planning and building committee member. For the planning board, we are changing the sentence to say selected by the planning planning board to represent the planning board's responsibilities and priorities, including the townwide master plan. Um, in the next one, it will say three appointments should endeavor to instead of will be. So it matches what is at the top of this. Um, and then down in um, procedural requirements, we had made the suggestion that the numbers not be used and in a minimum of seven, it just be a majority of and in a minimum of Two thirds, it just says that without the numbers. That was a suggestion. And then under C, we where it says the town of Medfield shall provide a clerk, we would strike the parentheses portion as to it being funded by the school department budget and leave that silent and instead add if necessary after clerk in case there is an OPM involved. And then in the last sentence, um, it would request that it be posted on um, the school department and town's website. Second. Okay. Shall we vote? Yes. 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 Amanda. Yes. Reluctantly. Oh God, I kind of wanted to have something with Sam on, but okay. All right. Okay. So that is article 14, thank you. And it's not tomorrow yet, but we're not done yet because article 20, Chris um, shared a, um, sorry, okay. Uh, so Chris shared her proposed amendment um, that is, Chris, do you wanna explain it or I'm just gonna try to, yeah, I mean, it's basically just adding because this uh, the bylaw committee was not charged really with making any changes to the permanent planning building committee existing bylaw. It was really just to add the school component. Mm -hmm. um, really, as a petitioner, um, it's, it was really my responsibility to provide the wording to change that portion of the bylaw. So, what I was suggesting. Is basically mirroring the mirroring, mirroring the language that this committee came up with to insert a new section N that is basically the same thing but just uh, refers to as the permanent planning building committee shall hold shall hold periodic public hearings to solicit town residents' feedback about a town project addressing town project schedule scope and estimated cost range, including with that limitation one. Public hearing focused on site selection in the case for the town project is to be located on a new site prior to finalizing the site selection. So it's basically the exact same wording. So do we, do we need so if this language gets incorporated into the 
into 14, then we 14, don't have to. Do we need to yeah. vote on this? Yes. Okay. Because the language at the present time is included under the school building committee. And you need it for the general permanent planning building Right, but I'm saying if it, if it gets added to one I guess our question is can that committee add, can we add this to the amendment and just do the one, or do we need to keep them separate? You have to keep them separate. Okay. He, he can take them up, and I believe it's got to link them. Okay. But if this passes at town meeting Article 14, then we don't need the Article 20? No, we would need Article 20 to put this portion. If you could still pass 20. Right. Yeah. Okay. 20 is just for right. So 20 is only dealing with section N of the sidewalk. So it's which right. is only which only deals with permanent building committee. That's correct. Where our article doesn't deal with that section N at all. So she's looking just to change section N. So they're totally independent of each other. Right. I see, I see. She, she wants to insert an N and then renumber after. It's basically what the motion no, is. The N is there. You can just, she, just she change, change it. it. She wants to just change it. So no, she, she noted the but the town clerk, it's a separate bylaw we passed a couple of years ago. It gives the town clerk the authority to renumber as Oh, okay. So Fine. how will this how, so how will this wording get presented when the motion is made by Chris? If we uh, if we support it, we would make the motion. Okay. If we do not support it, then Chris would make the motion. Okay. Well, this is part of Article 20. This is Article 20. Article right. 20. 20. Yeah. So I mean I see no no issue with the question. I, I don't have an issue with it. Okay. I'm good too. Okay. So I move that we that we uh, uh, recommend passage of Article Twenty. Uh, Is there a second? Second. Okay. Jen. Yes. 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 Okay. And Amanda. Yes. Okay. So Chris, we'll make your motion for you. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And you've been very nicely waiting. Would you like to talk about the hospital? Okay. Four okay. times. <laughs> I, I wish I was talking to an hour. Yes, we are done with this. We are going to talk all. about the hospital for a few minutes and then call it in. How's that? Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Sarah, I'll send you what I have and you can compare. Great. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you. 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 I feel like we actually yeah. worked. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah, job. Yeah. I mine already. Send it back around. So welcome. So we hear that you're gonna. Give us an update about all the fun things hospital has. I wasn't sure exactly what you had in mind. I mean, I can tell you 
where we're at under the development committee, just met earlier. Okay. I think that that would be great. Oh, yeah, we did have a little handouts that are sitting here. I, I think that, oh, we haven't done those reverse reserve fund transfers. We have to look at that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, we haven't been focusing on the hospital because we've been focusing on, focusing on town meeting. And if there is a possibility that this town meeting is going to happen um, in a month, that we thought that maybe we should get an idea of what we should be paying attention to. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, generally where we are, the Board of Selectmen entered into a provisional designation agreement with Community Financial at the end of towards the end of March. Mm -hmm. And that opened a formal period of due diligence for Trinity uh, leading up to town meeting. So they have um, you see sort of the left hand side of the page, the first three columns are taken straight from that provisional designation agreement with the town as far as Trinity's activities during the due diligence period. What you see in the center column and over is how the development committee and other committees in town propose to evaluate that information you know, all prior to town meeting. So uh, we had a call with Trinity this morning. They are on track to deliver uh, most of the materials at the end of next week. And some of these are kind of refresh and some of them are new, but I think all in keeping of you know what our expectations have been throughout the three years that we've been working on this. So we have uh, we reached out to various committees in town. I think many committees are waiting for the information in order to schedule meetings, but we want to make ourselves available as a development committee to attend meetings, make sure we're answering people's questions, committee members' questions, and getting information. Uh, to you and to others, you know, as needed, so you can complete any evaluation that you're, you're planning to complete before a special town meeting will occur. What the proposed development again? How many units? It's up to 334, right? Which is at the top end of the range that was in the town's master plan. And it would be like a mix of like townhouse units and and it's rentals. Oh, okay. Right. So, so big. So how many buildings? Well, so the proposal is that Trinity would use federal and state historic tax credits mm -hmm. and renovate all but two of the existing buildings. You know, convert them from their what they are today to mm -hmm. apartments. Um, and when I say two, you know, there are two buildings that are released to the Cultural Alliance. Mm -hmm. So excluding those, because they were not part of the RFP that we published. Is there any new construction or? There's no to, new construction. No plans. add to what's there structurally? Not at the current time, that's right. So- I uh, saw the reuse, I didn't know if there was that adds to the building. So. Right, I mean, I think if in the future, I mean, it will depend on what the town approves, but the Trinity is not proposing that. I think anything that would be proposed, they would have to square it with the National Park Service and Mass Historic because of the use of historic credits. Uh, but the number of units is capped. What is the bedroom counts for the units? Was there a mix somewhere? There's a mix. It's from studios to threes, and it is not final. So, so on that, that point on the, the 
bedroom and even perfect units. Um, they came in with a lot of one bedroom units, as I understand, compared to sort of what the preferred option was when they did the zoning. But based on some uh, discussions I, I sort of heard from the school as part of the fiscal impact analysis, they're looking at the impact on the schools, right? The number of officials who are so there's um, there's some rule, I'm not sure what it's called, but there's some rule that says when you do a development like this, you have to have so many two bedrooms. And I think it's like around you know the calculation the percentage, whatever it comes out to get about like two thirty. Well, it's ten percent. Ten percent, okay. So thirty-three. <laughs> oh, Trinity had, I think, was like eleven, eight or eleven. Right. So Trinity does not believe that the buildings, as they're constructed, will accommodate a large number of three-bedroom units, just in terms of where load-bearing walls are. Mm -hmm. about the use of the buildings yeah. before now you're adding bathrooms and things like that. So uh, a couple of things. So the policy is a state interagency policy. So the state housing agencies uh, have this, I call it more of a guideline. And even it's two pages, and within the two pages, there are numerous exceptions. Trinity on other projects where it's done historic rehab has been granted waivers to do a smaller number of large bedrooms. So they're, they, well, they would need to have, the state would need to support their program. Right. In other words, they, that, that checkpoint of them agreeing to that is Trinity. Somewhere down the line, right? Most likely. I know Trinity says they have good, good track records doing that and all that, but there's there's some uncertainty there, I guess, right? I don't know how much that is, but that, as to whether they will actually, you know, be able to do what they think they can do if um, for some reason the state, you know, pushes back and says no, we want we want more, maybe not 33, but we want more. So are you considering any type of uh, contingency? Are they considering that when they do this one fact analysis? Yes. Okay. So what we discussed with uh, the superintendent and one member of the school committee was to look at the the numbers if that policy were made to apply, and to look at it in terms of what Trinity had originally proposed. Yeah. Now I think the. The newer information will be as part of their due diligence, they've had uh, a firm come in and basically do dimensions of all the existing buildings. And they're anticipating by the end of next week, they'll have that information that will help them sort of feel more confident in terms of how many units could really get in there. Yeah. Um, one other point I would make is their proposal was to acquire the entire property. And the selectmen have decided to keep the arboretum area out. So when they proposed 334 units, it included 17 apartments in the cottages, the wood frame cottages, as opposed to the brick buildings. So, you know, whether they could do 334 units in the brick buildings remains to be seen. So when will they have that that revised sort of split between how many units they want and how many one bedrooms? I believe by the end of next week. Next week. Okay. And that will include the impact on the schools. 
members. Well, they will then give that information to their uh, fiscal impact consultant who will update this report, right? And that will be shared. So the schools will then get a guesstimate of right. how many students they got. Right. So when they did their proposal in August, um, you know, it was eight, three bedrooms off the top of my head, but you have to also put that in the context of the development committee not in the town, not providing access <laughs> to the site prior to the proposals. We were concerned that when we did the site walk, we had representatives of about 20 developers up there and we thought we can't have everybody calling the superintendent or the town hall and just realistically, you're not gonna go into 26 buildings. You're not gonna be able to show multiple groups all those buildings so the decision was made to defer it so that's part of the reason that yeah you know it may not even they may come back next week with numbers that are adjusted from their proposal you know still assuming a waiver but not the same exact mix yeah so, so in your judgment from, from your experience and now the their report coming up in the first of may um and there's been some discussion about a special town meeting in the June timeframe. I think Trinity kind of using that as a, they're pegging around too, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of visit costs and everything else that goes in. Can you give a perspective on what you think the, do you anticipate where the hot buttons are gonna be? Uh, and, and is that time frame realistic? Because that's one of the things from us, from our perspective here, is that if, if this is likely to be a special town meeting in June, we get some work to do. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it's for you too. I understand that, but I mean, I get. I think that's probably my biggest concern is what's the what's the likelihood that we're working towards a June date, and then in that in that case. What, what are the areas that you need us as a warming committee to be participating in? Well, I would think it would be mostly around assessing potential areas of cost to the town, which the development committee we think are, are few, but there are some, and the net revenues that you know, the, the money is generated from taxes on the property. The property's never been on the tax roll, so we'll start paying taxes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so you have a gross number, and then you have a net number by subtracting out impact on schools primarily. They'll give the detail of that net 700,000. Well, they have it now. Yes, but it's all but being updated. Yeah, updated. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not a, the proposal is that Trinity, all the infrastructure costs will be included in the project. So there's no ask, there's no appropriation, there's no override, there's, you know, there's, it's not that kind of an ask at town meeting. It's uh, what would we actually be voting on? Yeah, that's my, my question. <laughs> <laughs> what are we actually what is the vote? So it's municipally owned property mm -hmm. and the selectmen cannot dispose, sell or lease municipal property without a, a two thirds vote at town meeting. So they are proposing and sort of where the, the provisional agreement takes you is, you know, as the developer, they want to know that the town, the people of the town Absolutely. support the project sure. before they, you know, they've already spent hundreds of thousands. They're going to spend a lot more on architectural drawings and things like that. And they, they want to know that people from town support the project. So we're voting. So they're submitting all this documentation. It becomes public record. Anybody can go in there and look right. and review it, which is 
for a developer to do that is kind of amazing because it just kind of it reveals everything. And then we're basically voting and the town is voting on that comprehensive package, yay or nay. We would actually be voting to authorize the select board to enter into a, yeah. an agreement or dispose of the property. Yeah, the, the, the land disposition. But based on these proposals, yeah. based on what has been submitted by Trinity. Yeah. Correct. So there would okay. be a land disposition agreement okay. that the selectmen would have prior to a special town meeting. The way I yeah. what I learned about this is that right now they're in the due diligence phase. Right. And as they get closer, like past, you know. They do a lot of due diligence. Absolutely. Yeah. They're negotiating with the town at the same time, yep. the final terms of an LDA. Mm -hmm. That LDA is agreed upon. Which we have. Held in escrow. So then the town meeting happens, mm -hmm. and we vote to approve the selectmen to you know, basically release that agreement from escrow and that can be executed, you know, so um, to follow it, okay. the land disposition agreement, so. Right, and then that then takes you into permitting, yep. things of that nature, so. Uh, and then it's done, that, 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 from that, the, but that's the vote, that's the vote, that's, that's the vote, okay. Right, but the, the LDA would require them to develop the project that, you know, exactly. is a proposal that's been modified, <coughs> if it's modified mm -hmm. by the, by the land disposition agreement. So it's not a uh, unconditional vote to transfer this land to Trinity and then they, you know, they can do whatever or they can propose changes and mm -hmm. it would be pretty locked in. Yeah. No, I mean I've read the LDA and I I attended the information right. session. I'm just I'm thinking town perspective looking at this. I'm a town person going to this vote and going, all right, what's this information in front of me and what am I saying yes or no to? You know, and also trying to judge in my own brain. Is there a draft the person LDA that's at this point? Um, I believe the draft LDA will go to the selectmen probably by the end of this week or first by the next week. So it's been drafted. There's uh, a special counsel that has been assisting the development committee has been working on the draft. Okay. And the idea would be it would be reviewed by the selectmen before it went to and I imagine it'd be some period. And at what point would they make it public? I, we're still working on, you know, obviously before town meeting, but we're still looking at the at the timing uh, of that. Yeah. So, so that will that have an impact on the timing of the town meeting? I think the selectmen are committed. I don't want to speak for them, but I believe they have spoken publicly that they would like to have the LDA negotiated, so that was available before town meeting. Yeah. That's what I understand. Yeah. We, you know, from experience. Before town meeting, <laughs> timing of probably not at two hours very, is a very contentious issue. Yeah. How do I retire? My annual town meeting is like a month from now. No, I don't mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, if it's just given the week before, people have said that's not enough time to look at it. I just well, don't and, know. And there's other information as well. I mean, this this due diligence table is great, it really you know, outlines a bunch of things. You know, including the column as for the town's peer consultant, peer review consultants, and this is the number of deliverables there that Correct. your committee are anticipating receipt of that may be of interest to this committee as well. Um, so understanding some of those time time frames, one of those things may be available for our work. And and, and the purpose of my question is, I want it to I want it to pass if it's <laughs> if it if all things are, you know follow the process as they are. 
And one of the risks of public acceptance is we didn't get time to read right. it. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to get. I mean, you already heard some of that. That's your information. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. One of the complaints is like you're not. This isn't enough time. Right. Need more time. Well, that was exactly my question. Is there enough time? And this due diligence just started what two weeks ago. And do you well, think you have enough time? And to, is this the typical length of time that due diligence due diligence is performed, or is this being rushed? No, I, I would say it's typical. First of all, so I work in commercial real estate, and okay. you know sometimes it's thirty days, sometimes it's sixty days. It could be longer. It's whatever. Sometimes it's a week. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you have to put it in the context of you know the RFP went out in April. First of all, Trinity I think has been paying attention to this property for ten years. But setting that aside, the RFP was published in April of twenty one. The proposals were due in August. They were uh, designated as the most advantageous by the selectmen in November, and then the provisional designation agreement was signed in April. So. Um, were they allowed to have people on the site, measuring buildings, taking, you know, samples? No, but they've lined everybody up. You know, this is their core business. Uh, there are a lot of things behind the scenes that they could be doing. Yeah. So, they've raised any. Uh, I'm just going to say, in, 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 it, just from a very trying to be practical, I know your three month uh, assignment is about seven years old. For people to say That's to you, but I say this is too fast. Okay, I, I totally understand that, and I, and and prior experience, you know, is all this has been available. This is where we are. This has become through from a practical manner, um, you know, and really, I, I guess it's really from the your judgment for professional Trinity is risking the boat with if there's a perception that it was rushed um what's the risk if we if you said okay we don't want to risk the boat because we saw it in the school we didn't get enough information what have you we could have done it differently do you have a sense on that or is this june i know the select you know it's been expressed what the selectmen want but yeah, well, so there, what's the risk of, of, of not doing it in June or doing it in a little bit later with more public time? Well, what do you mean by, by later? It would probably be September, October, something yeah. like oh, that. September. September. Yeah, okay. okay. So then you're talking 10 months after Trinity was designated by the select and we're going to put it to a vote in the town. And I think the concern from the developer is. Well, how serious is the town? Well, you know, they have other projects like any developer, they have a pipeline project. So I would say the conversations have all been very constructive and not threatening. However, um, you know, they're trying to assess what how real this project is with the town. Right. But I think if, if if you say to Trinity, look, this is the reality of to make to my perspective, your in your explanation earlier is that Trinity is very experienced in this. Correct. And that's why they're the they're the winner and they're the chosen one. You said when you had 20 going through the site and you said most well, I said you said we met we talked earlier. I, I was led to believe that most of them walked away because they don't we can't compete with Trinity. Well, some of them certainly did. And I think others uh, yeah there were a variety of different, different reasons that okay. but I'm saying if, if you say to Trinity look we're in we got to get this done. We just need the time. And it's, I understand it's 10 months later, but it's actually three months later from what they started. 
would that be a deal breaker? I, I, I'm, I'm concerned that it, it would be, right? We're okay. in a rising interest rate environment. We're in a rising yeah. construction cost environment. What would we be studying between now and September? And I, I, I don't mean that as a- It wouldn't be studying it. It would be, it would just, be public information. To go yeah, to my it would be getting just, the results of the, the peer review consultant. Giving people more time to- Those questions just, out there. And so the, 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 the risk is on Trinity. I mean, sorry? the risk is on Trinity. You know, I mean, if, if to give them more time, I mean, there, you know, it's, well, but the risk, the, the risk on us I agree. is that it won't pass. I agree with you. We've seen that with it's the because strong. we need more information. But and I'm just trying to balance it. Right. So I wanted to be at the annual town meeting. Um, and, you know, Nick Milano was very clear that, you know, that wasn't going to be entertained. <laughs> yeah. You might have heard that from somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, is there something that we could um we did a lot of education with the school project mm -hmm. is there something that we could be doing to facilitate more um public availability of information i guess as it comes in to help with that june timbering i think if if you even you can't go into the summer because nobody stays in the, yeah. in the summer like it's not gonna work. So you're right. I do think your next one is September, but I noticed the date you picked is the, like the last day of school. I didn't pick any date. <laughs> <laughs> the lady in the back. Yeah. Um, we picked that day. We were looking at June. The town hall is closed on the 20th, so that's why we were looking at the 21st when we were talking about that date. Conceptually, the last day of school was, I believe, the week before. That since changed. So Nick and I had a meeting today about whether or not we would move that to the 22nd because I know people like to go out and celebrate um, at the last day. Or drive down to the Cape House that day for the school. It might be gone. It might be gone. So that's also the thing. So we're going to talk to Jeff tomorrow and we'll talk to him, but we cannot have it on the 20th because it's not all. It's the holiday. It's Juneteenth. Juneteenth is observed that day. So when does Trinity's due diligence period expire? It technically leads all the way up to okay. town meeting, but we're okay. expecting their materials and you know much of it at the end of next week and then the following week. So then, then in terms of like what I see as a difficulty with that site is the infrastructure. Are they planning on putting in like a wastewater treatment plan or how what are they doing for sewer? Have they disclosed what they're doing in terms of utility connections, water sewer? There's been some previous analysis done on the capacity in the wastewater treatment plant yeah. um, and the, the pipes leading towards. Um, so there's you know there's a connection point that the, the development would have. And okay. There's some areas where they need to upsize the pipe for capacity, but there was analysis, a lot of that preliminary analysis was done prior. Right. So the committee had commissioned an analysis which uh, indicated that there was sufficient. Uh, capacity and Trinity, you know, they're not relying on that. They're doing their own. Sure. We'll have theirs. We'll have theirs peer reviewed, and you know, those consultants have have already been retained. So it's a you know, so you only have three three looks at it. You know, the preliminary look, the development look, and then the peer review look. Yeah, I think you have to go forward each other. I was just saying, make a good point, but I think you have to go forward. I think the worst that happens is it fails, and then you have to do it again in September. Well, I, I, I and I'm not I'm just saying that that that's coming across as being very clear and that meets the urgency yeah. 
of this and the urgency of communication. Now, and in some ways, you know, we can learn from the past experiences that it's to assume nothing that anybody, any publication has been disclosed. I think you can't over communicate. You know, yeah, we did, for example, with the question that just came from Christine on some of this infrastructure work. If it's been done, get it out there. Yeah, yeah transparency is key. Those like are the kinds of things that I would don't want these questions coming up the town meeting. Right, no, understood. So, uh, you know, a question I would have for you, just in terms of, you know, suggestions or advice. So that, you know, those studies are posted, right? And there's a, you know, there's a town website that contains all kinds of information about the hospital that has those studies, all the environmental reports have been done over the years. Uh, and so beyond and, and that, yeah. people necessarily go and seek it out, right? And yeah. Yeah. You're, you're preaching yeah. to the choir. All yeah. I'm saying yeah. is, is that yeah. you're going to find. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we have a we have a we have a um, a public hearing that's coming up in the bylaws, right? And as a matter of fact, five people show up to public hearings, right? So it's a great concept, <laughs> and nobody comes, right? So <laughs> so the idea is we get. I'm just saying, over communicate, you know, yeah. it's all out there. Then send out a little note saying, this is where it is. And just, is, or, is what training going to help with some of this? Yes, no, they're doing, uh, so a few meetings have been scheduled. So on the on May 18th, they're doing uh, two sessions. Uh, one is just for seniors at the Council of Aging. Okay. It'll be at 11 o'clock in the morning. And then that same day, I think also at the Council of Aging, but a general public meeting would be held like with a 7 p.m. on that evening. They'll also do a meeting in June. Location yeah. hasn't been determined. And they will also, just depending on the timing of town meeting, be available, you know, sort of here yeah. at the town hall like, the Saturday before. Type of can thing. can so they do a presentation at town meeting, Scott? Would that be possible when you have like town meeting members there and just do like a brief little presentation that, oh, you know, we're not at this town meeting, but we're going to be calling a special town meeting in June. This is what the project is, this is what the vote's going to be on, so that at least people who are at town meeting can see. Or, or maybe an information table or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, yeah. Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Something. Why? Yeah. I think something was approved. Yeah, we've got handouts that were tables and stuff for handouts. Great. Okay. Yeah. 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 After after annual town meeting, and yeah, follow up yeah. mailing two weeks or a week before yeah. to everybody with the synopsis. Yeah, because it'll answer a lot of questions up front. The, the you're Dude, it's only Monday. What's the matter? I was going to ask <laughs> getting something out printing is no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I, I, I think it's, I, I think the idea, I think the concept of. All I can say is over communicate and assume nobody knows anything because most don't. And, and until and they won't take up the interest until the week before, and they're going to say, Where did this come from? So yeah, we've done it. And I think that is also a concern if we did the meeting in the fall, right? It's not that people are going to look at it for five months. No, I'm yeah, human nature. Yeah, well, and I guess kind of like to Christine's point, and not and not to try to add something to town meeting at, at the moment, but like you have like we're gonna have at least a 
thing to do a slide in the back. I mean, I know we're not doing all the things, but like, what if while people were arriving, there was just a slide that had the we web address? Yeah, we'd be good. Like, slide go here. Right yeah. Yes. Web address, yeah. I, I'd be reluctant to put the date up there. No, I, I'm just saying, like, like, basically, don't forget there's a hospital project web address. Yeah, just like, like that's, 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 that's all I'm suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention. Just plugs. Yeah. Just plugs. Did you know this is where we are? Yeah. I think it's important for Trinity to be, you know, holding these forums to, because they want to control the narrative. They want to control what this development project will be like, rather than all the chatter in the town saying, oh, it's this, you know, and then and then it kind of like balloons into something that you can't pull back anymore. So Trinity is very active or the development, you know, whoever it is, the team is active in controlling the narrative that they want to project to the town, that this is what the project is, this, these are the benefits, then then that's better for the project. I can't tell you how many people I talk to because that the whole parcel is going. Yes. Like they really yeah, they just the don't understand. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they need to know the facts. Yeah. Yeah. It's all great feedback. Um, I anticipate their meetings on the 18th, they will, so they're really their meetings, right? So we'll be there as a development committee, but it's, it's really their meeting. They'll, they'll have the architect, they'll have their design people, they'll probably have their traffic, for, you know, to yeah. answer those questions. And I heard tonight that they're planning to have some element of interactive sort of polling of people at the meeting. Um, I'm not quite sure on what, maybe, you know, sort of different uh, ideas and including people that are participating by Zoom. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, they, they obviously they want to get the project approved. They, yep. they are very experienced with this kind of project. They know people are going to have concerns that need to be addressed. And I think they also just generally want the feedback. Well, I, I, I would say to you that in the public hearing that you had in the initial presentation, uh, I thought was outstanding mm -hmm. and answered a, a lot of questions that I had and it was done with clarity and it did it very efficiently. I know you get four days, but I would say that to my opinion that public hearings get, you know, five people, but, but the town meeting is gonna have people coming through. If you, know, you could do something to a side room or something where you had, you got the work already set up, and you got the you got the charts to the question. Or of, even the hallways. Or yeah, well, the idea the is that you, you you had that chart that showed yeah, what was going to be. Yeah, that's and you have the you have the work done, you and that, you're going to get the audience that day. You're going to get many more people than you'll ever get at a, at a public hearing yeah. coming through from the town hall. You can grab ten percent of them. You're gonna you're gonna get people who are active who who can help participate. That I mean, it's, 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 yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a balance you have to play between, you know, educating on the history of what's happened up there versus what's coming up and what people have to focus on, and why this is a good deal, you know, being crisp around that messaging and why this is a good deal for the town. Yeah, I agree, Bob. And, and I, think that, I think that this town meeting relative to some that we've had in the past should be much more efficient in terms of getting things done. So you might have a window there too. But again, I don't know how you do logistically, but to have something you could get the big hall and what have you. Yeah, there, okay. You know. so yeah. Can I ask you a question? Are there any issues that Trinity's raised to you from their 
due diligence on some of the environmental issues that the, te the testing has been doing anything that's come up that you could share uh, nothing formally i i will say um you know i think the reality of the amount of remediation that needs to be done is um you know I, i've said before um you know i think with their experience they can kind of just look at a building kind of what it was built kind of give you a pretty good idea mm -hmm. but well one of the gentlemen had said to me that you know some of the materials maybe hadn't been as contained within the buildings as you know they might have expected so mm -hmm. but i we haven't seen a report on that yeah, yeah. i would say it's anecdotal yeah but that number may be bigger than you know what they had initially budgeted mm -hmm. um one of their concerns, their major concerns in the proposal also was about the, the gun range that's off on yeah. 27, but there's been some really productive meetings, including with uh, the state official who yeah. has oversight of that property, and there seems to be a willingness among all parties to make sure it can be figured out. Yeah. So. so I think that was originally kind of their biggest concern. Yeah. Um, I think they're surprised more people in town are Concerned about it, but I think <laughs> people I talk to don't even know there's a gun in the go. Or nobody lives there. Right behind my house, my dad. Nothing happens. We try. I don't know who they're talking about. What they're talking about. Have you found during COVID it's it's used more frequently and it's louder because that's well, it's the I hear the one the machine guns. <laughs> it's the rapid fire. It sounds like World War Three sometimes. It's unbelievable. You can't. I hear that. Too, the only right? the only thing that is it must be expensive because it never lasts long. The <laughs> <laughs> ammunition must be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You can be out there and you go, oh my goodness, duck! Uh, but it'll be over in fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. They're <laughs> <laughs> just good shots. So, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys have annual town meeting, you've done a lot of work, and now you know there's this. So, I would just say again, like on behalf of the committee, we want to make this as straightforward and make sure we're getting you the information that you need when you need it. Jeremy will be in touch. I was say, Jeremy. 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 Awesome. Thank you. I have a question of what you're doing. Your own efforts on due diligence so that we don't have to recreate. Seems to make sense to me. I don't think any of us has a desire recreate what we did for the school. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, the proposal is that infrastructure is included as a project cost. So there would be things the yeah. town would need to do as far as being the technical applicant for a MassWorks grant, but it's all intended to be project costs. So yeah. if you set that to the side, what are the other impacts, positive and negative on the town? Pretty much the fiscal impact. It seems like yeah, it, but yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. don't underestimate traffic. Mm -hmm. so traffic mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big issue. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They're going to have studies. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right, and it'll be peer reviewed. And yeah. then, you know, I think 
I know everybody has opinions about traffic, but it's hard to know how we have lots of traffic. Everybody's got an opinion about everything. Everyone who sits in it, right? That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Um, okay, come back anytime. Uh, in, in 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 well, I know. I we, know we, we have six minutes that. left, and Christina's going to kill me if we don't do these reserve fund transfers. So, there were, um, so there's two reserve fund transfers that were on the table. Thank you. Oh, I work for Jell. Okay, so apparently we have a reserve fund transfer because a special town meeting was $4,500 to expensive and we needed tires on a fire truck for 8500 bucks. That yes. sum it up. That sums it up. <laughs> is that, is 8500 all tires or is that some anticipated cost too? Sounds like a thousand dollars in tires, and there's also other tires. Well, they're for a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to fly tires. Yeah, there you go. I want to know how often do they use it? Dude, I want to go home. My drink is empty. <laughs> The 8500 for the tires, if you remember, we just came up with a capital budget thing and we asked that Chief Carrico wait till the end of the year and take this out of his um, budget. Um, so that's why. Okay. So this was a previous capital request. But we didn't want the fire truck to have tires. I don't totally remember this. <laughs> we didn't want the fire truck to wait until July. But we didn't want it to wait till next year. We thought fire truck, which they needed tires, should have tires. Okay. All right. And then the, then the second then, second was you spent too much money last year on our fancy TV, so forty five hundred dollars. Uh, to start with, yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be coming back for some more reports and some okay. uh, time reports. Is this 4500 Oh, it's for our prior. It's, it's for the special town meeting and to cover, this is just the salary piece of it, so it'll cover the special town meeting salaries, and then we anticipate, um, obviously, we're going to need uh, to have people there on Monday. I'm just teasing. So we'll see that. And then yes. June. And then, and then June, and then we'll talk about more about the bar reports. Um, in for those of us that received color copies. Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, we gotta go home and check mine and see what it's like. A, it's like a lottery. Did you get a color one? Did you get a color one? I know, I flipped it open and I was like, whoa. That that was, that's, a, that's a reserve run transfer. Screaming. We ordered them all in color. And then they called us the day they were supposed to be delivered to say that the color machine broke. Okay. And sure we can either print a third of them in black and white Freshman. and wait three days to get them. <laughs> and we needed them that day. Yeah. So a third like, of our residents got black and white. All right. Yeah, so I, I'm going to motion to approve um, the $4,500 and the $8,500, the two reserve fund transfer requests as printed. All in favor? Well, actually, we have to go around because yeah. we sitting at home. Yes. 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 Dude. Yes. 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 Amanda, if you're still awake, you want to vote? I'm awake. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, and now Bob can make his motion. Go to bed. Yes, yes, Amanda, are you good? Yes. Okay, all right. I guess I could see. My goodness. All right, thank you, everybody.